1: With your host, the babyface heel, Tamatonga.
2: Whoo boy, ooh we, ooh we, folks! It is a wild, wild week in the wrestling world. Uh, before we get to introductions, this was supposed to be the Wrestle Kingdom spectacular where we talked about Wrestle Kingdom and Wrestle Kingdom only. But then, uh, less than an hour before the show was supposed to go live, uh, a majority of the WWE Performance Center staff was either released or granted a release or laid off. I'm still getting, still trying to figure out the full details. But uh, yeah, long story short, WWE's at it again. Wrestle Kingdom's uh, just finished up, or at least two-thirds of the way through. AEW uh, is going to have another uh, wild Danielson Page night. The wrestling world is going crazy. I'm Ross W. Berman IV. I'll be your host tonight here on Tama's Island. Unfortunately, Tama Tonga is not feeling that well. He's not going to be able to join us live on the podcast, but he will be in the Twitch chat. If you're watching this episode live uh, on Twitch with us, hit that subscribe button. You can hang out in the chat, chat up with Tama and the rest of the subscribers here on twitch.tv slash Thomas Island. Like I said, I'm the culture vulture. I'm the disruptor. I'm the folk city hustler. I'm the Thane of Fife. I'm Ross W. Berman, the fourth But I'm not alone here in breaking down all of the craziness that's going on in the wrestling world right now. We have joining us once again on the island is Karen. Karen, how are you this fine Wednesday uh, evening?
3: We have made it two-thirds of the way through Wrestle Kingdom. I am so tired, but I'm here and I'm happy to be here. Yep,
2: yeah, we we're we're almost there. We've made it through the Tokyo Dome stuff. We've just got Yokohama to go. We'll talk more about that. But first, Marie is back on the island with us. Marie, how are you this fine evening?
1: I'm good, Russ. I'm happy to be here. We're gonna kick off in style for the first of the year.
2: Hell yeah, we're happy to have you here. And yes, indeed, <laughs> happy new year to you, Marie, to you, Karen, yes. to you. Uh, The third person that we'll get to in a second and of course (laughs) Happy New Year to everyone that is watching along on twitch.tv slash Thomas Island. Happy New Year to everyone that's listening here uh, to the podcast or if you're a Patreon subscriber. Just if you can hear the sound of my voice. Happy New Year. Wrestle Kingdom (laughs) is here and our third person joining us. I know I'm all over the place because it's a wild, (laughs) wild week. Our third person joining us is john john welcome back to the show how are you
4: hey how you doing
2: i you know (laughs) i was i I thought i was i thought i was gonna take a nap then wwe fired a bunch of people so i'm doing okay considering how are you john
4: you know what i i feel like they knew you were gonna you know also also they were like crap we have to do these releases before thomas island airs or Mm -hmm. or we won't make the news you Mm -hmm. know so you know actually kind of feels good that they you know they timed it that way
2: to be fair
1: favor Oh yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. They, yeah. they they uh, they gave us something to talk about because they knew we wouldn't have enough. It's not like there were <laughs> two. It's not like there were two nights of Wrestle Kingdom that we have to talk about. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, let's. Uh, be- before because I'm seeing a bunch of people in the chat who apparently uh, did not. Get the uh, notifications on either Twitter or uh, any of their news services. Let me just run down the list real quick. Gone from WWE. Scott Armstrong, uh, George Carroll, Hideki Suzuki of Diamond Mine, Timothy Thatcher, Danny Birch, Kathy Carino, also known as Allison Danger, and last but certainly not least, William Regal has been released from NXT. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it, they, it really does feel like they're... Uh, much like a lot of the releases that have been going on in WWE, it feels like they're kind of clearing out more of the old uh, uh, NXT crew. We will talk about that later. We will talk about that later in this show. What we need to talk about right now is the two nights of action that just went down in the Tokyo Dome... Wrestle Kingdom 16. What a show it was! We were watching it, some of us were watching it live, some of us watched it on tape delay, but all four of us have seen it by now. The uh, obviously, the big story coming out of Wrestle Kingdom before we get to the you know triple belt situation Katsuyori Shibata is back. Not only is Katsuyori Shibata back, he got to face his one of his proteges from the LA dojo Ren Narita who let's be real if if you've been following Ren Narita's progress over on New Japan Strong Ren Narita's kind of been growing into the mini uh the mini Shibata and so Ren Narita was the mystery opponent that Shibata faced originally it was supposed to be a catch wrestling rules match to protect the injured superstar apparently Katsuyori Shibata went into business for himself Got on the microphone, changed the rules to just straight up pro wrestling rules, strikes, grappling, submissions, do whatever, as long as you don't get disqualified, as long as you don't get kicked out. And we got an actual, honest to God, for the first time since April of 2017, Katsuyori-Shibata match. I want to throw it around the horn. Karen, what did you think of Shibata's return at the Tokyo Dome?
3: So we've talked about this previously. For me, I started watching New Japan in 2017, Mm -hmm. August. So it was right after he had his injury and disappeared. So I had never seen him wrestle a live match before. I've only ever seen tapes and old videos and Mm -hmm. wistfully wishing that this one day would come again. (laughs) And then when he announced that he was having a match, my heart immediately went, I want an LA Dojo gauntlet. I want him to fight everybody from Fredericks to, mm-hmm. to the DKC and Uemur, every single one of them. And I was like, uh, but then we talked about it. Maybe it's Suzuki. Maybe it's Sakuraba. But when Ren Narita's music came out, it was it was two o'clock in the morning here. And I yeah. I swear to God, I think I woke my neighbors up. I was just like <laughs> screaming my head off. Because Ren, when it comes to the Young Lions, like the, that class, yep. Uemur and Ren, those are my boys. Yes. So when... When we talked about, it, you know, Ren started out as this wiry guy begging Shibata to take him to the dojo, and then he's he's like filled out. He's grown a beard. He's gritty. He's angry. He's like being wrestling Twitter, but only towards Osprey. Like like saying all the things that nobody will say to him. So when mm-hmm. Shibata called him out and said like, "Let's do regular wrestling rules," <laughs> there was a moment of like deer in headlights. Ren's like.
0: He's okay, terrified.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. sure. Like, I don't because, know if he knew that was going to happen either. No.
2: Well, and, and according to the backstage comments, Shibata, no one knew. Bren didn't know, management didn't know, Shibata's expecting some kind of fine or some kind of penalty for, for doing that on his own, but he wanted to prove that he, he's well again and he can wrestle the, uh, the style of match that we've come to expect from Katsuri Shibata. But yeah, no, I totally get why Ren Narita would have that deer in the headlights look, because let's face it. You can know what to expect from Shibata in a catch wrestling rules match, and you know that, okay, he's going to grapple me, he's going to throw me, but he's not going to be allowed to kick me. He's not going to be allowed to chop me. He's not going to be allowed to send me into the corner and hit me with that beautiful shotgun drop kick that he has. And so there's some things you know you're safe from. And so yeah. it's not going to be the same. So then when he <laughs> announces pro wrestling rules, you can just see the blood drain out of Narita's face as he realizes, oh God, he's going to be able to chop me. He's going to be able to kick me. He's going to be <laughs> he, able to hit me with that shotgun drop kick. He's going to be able to drop me with the penalty kick. And He, it, he looked know. like a
4: dude that was like standing in front of a lion cage, not realizing <laughs> somebody had unlocked it yeah haunting the lion a little bit right and then all of a sudden yeah (laughs) (laughs) the cage door opens and he just whoa like you said man he just he just lost all color in his face and he just like i've never seen somebody's blood pressure drop so quickly
2: (laughs) yeah no it it's terrible it it was a a hilarious moment shout out to render reader for kind of rolling with the punches yeah no (laughs) Uh, you know what screw it pun intended on that one murray what did you think of uh, uh shibata's shibata's return
1: um, I enjoyed it from start to finish. It was a really nice match. Um, I was kind of wanting to see the catch wrestling style, like keep a pose, but then all of a sudden it was like, nah, it's wrestling rules. Yep. And I think, I think Ren was like, oh damn, we're going back to dojo days. Like I thought I had a break <laughs> like mm-hmm. the way that like Shibata teaches. Um, But Ren is like one of my favorite out of the class of like the young lions that they have. Like, I love watching him. And he is like a spinning image of like Shibata. And I wouldn't be surprised one day if like that's one that that's like his son from Mm -hmm. like a one night stand. So I'm like, it's too, it's too creepy. It's too close together. Like, I bet you, you know, if you ever hang out with them, they either like finish each other's sentences or like eat the same meals or like just have something in common. But like, I love these two so much. And I think Ren was the perfect opportunity to put them in that spot with Shibata.
2: I completely agree, especially since it it also helps legitimize New Japan Strong a little bit. Because New Japan Strong, mm. if you've been watching it, it's really the Ren Narita project. Like it's real. It's been about making sure that Ren Narita has something of substance to do during his North American excursion that got interrupted by North America being what are we two three years into a pandemic now?
3: Being North L- America, <laughs> long,
2: exactly. Long story short, they had to they had to kind of uh, uh, adapt to the situation with Ren Narita. And so he had to he had to kind of make this journey in, uh, in in silence. I actually, before the match had come out, I had talked myself into Tom Lawler being the uh, mystery opponent that for would the exa- have
4: been a good
3: one.
2: But it was for the exact same reason: someone that has been featured on Strong that you can then say to to people that know can say, "Oh yeah, he's been doing really well this year." And people that don't know can go back and watch Strong and get caught up. What I'm trying to say is, watch New Japan Strong. Um, but it was a very a very good uh a match it it brought, put that lump in your throat uh i guess there was someone online who compared it to like listening to to an old it's like old music that you thought you'd lost or something like that you know like when you find when you find an old home movie of like relatives that you didn't know you had movies of that kind of thing it was just very very special to see shibata in that uh in that situation and for him to be for him to be back at a pro wrestling rules match, because that catch wrestling rules made everyone a little pearl clutchy, I think. It made everyone go, Oh, how healthy is he? Is he gonna be able to to be the Shibata we remember? And by changing those rules and by, by giving us the match he did, I think he he made a lot of people nervous. I mean the timeline when he announced that was like, oh god, you know, it was too much too soon. People were very scared. But now that now that it's all over, hindsight is twenty-twenty, I think people are just real relieved that Shibata is back full stop none of this asterisk none of this catch wrestling rules none of this uwfi rules it's just shibata it's just straight up strong style sorry karen you got your finger up what's what do you, what do you want to say
3: my caveat now is that i want shibata on new japan strong oh. that's his project that's his yeah. home <laughs> mm-hmm. if ren narita's graduating i want him on new japan strong just a little bit longer just like fredericks and connor's i i don't want them to just go back to japan full time yeah because we wouldn't have new japan strong or the la dojo without shibata so i I feel like he needs heck have him fight lawler for the strong title have him fight jay Uh, have him fight tanahashi have him fight everybody i don't care Mm
2: -hmm. no but he would be a perfect a perfect attraction i and i use that i use that term attraction he would be for uh new japan strong because like that's that's the point of bringing your Tanahashi's over. That's the point of bringing your Okadas and folks like that over. Is to give that boost to to strong, which has a very good North American roster. But what happens is, especially since we've got all of the the COVID predicaments and everything, is you send someone over in North America, and that means you gotta you got some quarantining they gotta do before they leave. You got some quarantining they gotta do before they come back, and so it it creates this gap for when you can't. Use someone like Ishii had this problem over the fall. He was missing because he went over to North America for a little bit and then had to do all of the rigmarole that was required to get back to Japan in action. Shibata would be someone you can send to North America without harming any of the real main event or any any of the card because he hasn't wrestled, so it's not like he has any feuds or loose ends that he needs to tie up in Japan. Send him to North America make his return sell some damn tickets put some asses in some seats and I, I i'm with it but make him the the center of new japan strong like he has secretly been all along he's been doing japanese commentary he's been training the wrestlers he's been the invisible hand to borrow a term from from don Callis. so yeah i think i think shibata on uh, on new japan strong makes a lot of sense but uh shibata obviously not the uh the only big emotional moment that happened in the, uh, in the Tokyo dome, Katsuchika Okada is once again. And I, I will say this with, with bated breath. I will say this with a pause for anyone who might not have seen wrestle kingdom yet and is trying not to be spoiled. Although I don't know why you're listening to Thomas Island. If you're not, if you don't want to be spoiled, like this is the new Japan podcast, we were going to be talking about it this week, people, but anyway, that was your opportunity to not get spoiled. Okada is once again, the IWGP, well, no, actually, that's not true. Okada is, for the first time, the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. He has been at the top of the mountain in New Japan many times, but never with this belt, never uh, uh, in this situation. And so he beat Shingo Takagi on January 4th. He beat Will Osprey on January 5th, to the relief of, of many, it seems. And so he now heads into uh, the 50th anniversary year of New Japan with a a brand new belt, a brand new look, inspired not only by uh, Antonio Inoki but by the history of New Japan itself. Uh, and it seems like Literally uh, written on the robe. Yes, I was. I, yeah. I we were. I was about to, to get oh, into sorry. that, but yeah. Hi, hi. The, the no, no. You. <laughs> it was a perfect transition, John. Don't uh, don't don't. <laughs> point I, I tom is not here i gotta give out points so points for john um <laughs> i'm not gonna i don't like to do points but i'll i'll do them when we have to S- six more
4: uh, i get a pencil eraser
2: because podcasting is a competition um <laughs> yeah. no i'm kidding uh but <laughs> okada at the end of the day okada is the champ once again the 50th anniversary year is going to be reigned over by the rainmaker so to speak i'm gonna throw to you john first what What'd you think of uh well, let's just talk about it first. What do you think of this triple belt situation they got themselves in and what do you think of how how they've how things have have ended up now that we are at January 5th and uh, there is there is now only one man yeah. standing at the top of the mountain?
4: Sure, sure, sure. First of all, they shouldn't have even given Osprey a moment of of validity <laughs> to his claim. Okay. They didn't give it they didn't do it for anyone else. Anybody else comes in here, that they got to drop the title. You don't see them giving, you know, telling that person, like, well, technically, I guess you kind of have a claim here. Have a belt from the token shop. You get an employee discount. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's whatever, right? Garbage. <laughs> that being said, my boy Shingo got, got done dirty, but it was clean. I just mean they didn't yeah. dirty by, we, we've said, that, I said this last time I was on. It's dirty to take the poor dude who worked his ass off. Now he has to put, potentially face two opponents, one mm-hmm. after the other you Know a- along with everything else he's involved in, right? Like the Noah feud, and all you know, the, the, it's not a feud. What would you call it? Uh,
2: no, it's a feud, we'll, sure. we'll get to it. But I mean, they they straight but, but I'm up saying, invaded, but the, dude,
4: but the dude's busy, right? And yeah. now you're like, hey, defend your title twice, stupid. And it's yeah. like, well, yeah, but he worked, you know, he's he, this is the first time I've seen somebody at the top of this mountain who wasn't just kind of like you know, wasn't just like a, a, a pretty kind of you know, person who's 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 you know, like, oh, yeah, I get it, like, you're the you're the you the, the prince you know whatever yeah
2: no he, he had great Shingo's he a had, fucking
4: fighter he's a warrior he's, a, he's well he's he's, he's a vet
2: He, i mean he, he has been around a long time he has yeah. he, this is a guy who's you know since the mid two thousand, shingo Takagi has been on the tongues of wrestling fans right and so it just feels like for someone to be grinding for as long as he has at the level that he has because like Man. let's let's be real he was he he him and like I'm, I'm trying to think of someone to compare how long he's been re- he's kind of been wrestling about you know I, I i feel like i could bring up maybe like a tai chi is a good example sure. i don't and i don't know i'm sure. trying to think of that, that, that mid 2000 yeah the yeah, mid 2000s cool. get get real what sure. my main point is he's been fact-
4: he's, he's he's been around long enough to have gotten a, a a better shot than he has That's all.
2: exactly and the fact that he is still performing at the level that he's performing at is the kind of thing that i i feel like deserves a bit more praise and i i i do feel a little selfish saying it deserves a bit more praise when it's like he he had a what was it, like almost a 200 day title reign he defended yeah. it against some of the best that new japan has hell he beat okada to win it he he got to go through the g1 he won the tokyo sports mvp award he had a <laughs> He had a good reign, but when you're grinding through the the clap crowds, the half attendance of the, the pandemic, it just feels like he deserves a bit more of a moment than getting he, beat on January 4th. He,
4: he deserved to be more than just a holder for the belt. Yeah. To be treated like a champion. Not just, oh, here, hold this. uh, You know, makata mm-hmm. has got shit to do. You know, and not not that that's what they did to him entirely. I mean, I know, I I know. I call I
2: I call bullshit on that. Okada didn't have shit to do the past year. Let's let's look at Okada's 2021.
4: No, I know, (laughs) but no, no. What I'm what I'm saying is the way that then they immediately gave Okada back a chance at getting it from him at Wrestle Kingdom, and then and then when you know whatever Okada doesn't need title shots. He's he's over regardless, right? He's the he's the pretty boy. But then but then you give it to. And then you give it Osprey a shot the next night, even if Shingo won, now he's got to defend Mm -hmm. it again. Okada Okada had to do the same thing, fair. All I'm saying is they did my man dirty, but at least it was a clean match. Exactly. At least it was clean.
2: And and as 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 is pointing out in the Twitch chat here, is like he came out in a positive light. Okada gave Shingo props for holding the the belt and for straight up carrying the company for as long as he did. Because if there's anyone, if there's anyone who can understand carrying New Japan, it's Okada. And so from from one from one atlas to another i understand the the monumental uh 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 task that okada had the monumental task takagi had and i i don't think okada takagi was the the problem in the triple belt thing the problem like you said was that was they osprey. they they should have snuffed out osprey when they got you the know, chance you know why but he lost the you minute he brought what? that fake belt out you it should have you know, have why?
4: Been you know ended. why you know why shingo lost cuz he didn't want to lose you do not want to have to fight and possibly lose to a cheating ass osprey that's what it was
2: <laughs> He didn't want to fight for the fake. He's belt. like, if I I'm idea. gonna
4: lose this thing, I'm gonna lose this thing to Okada. Fuck it. Okay,
2: gotcha. <laughs> and,
4: and that's why he let him have the cover. That's why he's like, fuck it. I'd rather not have nope. the title because <laughs> obviously they don't know how to manage his title. So Shingo was like, fuck it. They can have it. That's what happened.
2: Okay. You can Quote okay. me on that.
4: You can quote me on that when you write your articles or whatever the hell. You quote me.
2: <laughs> I will. I will. I will. I will. I will quote you liberally. Uh, do. What did you, Karen? Let's let's throw you, Karen. What did you think of the the. Cause we, I, I do, I do feel like Osprey he, he, he created a real good foil for the 50th anniversary year. Cause let's, let's be real. If Takagi had gone into January 5th, there's a, there's a great story there. Okada going into January 5th as the little literal representation of all of new Japan's history, steamrolling over, uh, Osprey's, uh, Oshio, it, it, it makes a lot of sense, it just feels... <sighs> Thomas Island listeners, as guys, so much of our identity is wrapped up in our hair, from how it feels after getting a fresh cut, to the way it's perfectly styled before we go out, and then we get into our 20s and our 30s and we start to notice those first signs of hair loss, oh, it definitely starts to feel like panic time. Because let's face it, no guy ever really wants to go bald, but thankfully, there's now an easy way to keep your hair, with keeps. Did you know that two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35? The only way to really prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you still have hair left. And Keeps makes it very easy. You don't have to go to your doctor's office for hair loss prescriptions. Now, all you have to do is visit a doctor online, get your hair loss medication delivered right to your home and start now. That's right, they make it easy and they deliver your medication every three months. So you can say goodbye to hanging out in the pharmacy checkout lines and all those awkward doctor visits. And also, they have the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. You may have tried them before, but you've never tried them for this price. Again, you have to start while you still have hair left to save, and treatments can typically take between four to six months, so it's important to act fast. And if you want that first month free, go to keeps.com backslash tama. That's right, keeps.com backslash tama for your first month free free. Head on over to keeps.com and keep the hair you have while you still have it. I don't know. It, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. For, I'm ready for just one belt. And, and it seems like that's where we're at now. Am I wrong?
3: Oh, no, you're not wrong. And, I am relieved there is finally one, one like the Highlander. There can only be one, yeah. one World Heavyweight Championship. And, you know, we've gone over this time and time again. If, it, it, if a wrestler is injured, the responsibility is you can carry it for only so long before you have to surrender it. Mm. Hiromu did it twice. Sho surrendered the tag belts for Yo because Yo could not leave the hospital. There's a history of people doing the right thing. But they spun this narrative that he's entitled to it. No, the company stripped him of it. Where is the uh, where is the actual IWGP committee? Because mm-hmm. you and- you can't, you kind can't, of part of my language. You half-assed your job, and then you had the commentary be like, "No, he's he deserves a a, a chance. No, he doesn't." Well, and,
4: and yeah. this, is about into a, this is about to turn into to a conspiracy podcast Who's Hang on, on that committee Hang on, Who's on that committee.
2: Thank Hang you. On the queen. The queen is on. Let the me, queen. Let, time, time out. Time out. Let me jump in and let me play advocate for the IWGP committee and for New Japan itself. While Osprey was the one running around with this belt, holding it up in the air and saying that he's the real world champ at no point did New Japan refer to him as a champion. Nope, he was sure always. Didn't. He was always the challenger when they were announcing mm-hmm. him in the matches. He he even tried to pressure the ring announcer to introduce him as the world champion. He was like, "No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to do that. You can get Hanare and Okan on me, but I'm not. I'm not going to do that." He tried to get the referee to hold up both belts. The referee refused, and so I I can't sit here and say that New Japan legitimized Osprey's claim. I just don't feel like they they
4: should have confiscated his fake belt. Yeah.
2: The Exactly. I, yeah. The uh, where was security part. guard Liger? I, right. I spent years seeing Liger and the security commentary. guard out there. He was on
3: commentary, having a good time.
2: Commentary. Yeah, no, you're right. He
3: but here's the thing. Do that.
4: <laughs> they should have <laughs> stopped him at customs and taken it at customs.
3: <laughs> there <laughs> was an opportunity during World Tag League, you know, when Okada went to battle in the valley and Osprey challenged him. Mm-hmm. They could have sent Shingo over there to take the, like, to fight him, main event it, take the belt. Mm hmm. Yeah. And then you could have had – you didn't have to do a double gold dash again because it's literally been like two years worth of double gold dashes and not just in the main event scene. We've had never double gold dashes. We've had junior heavyweight no. double gold dashes. It's just – it wraps the belts up into a very select number of people and ignores the rest of the division as mm-hmm. a whole. Mm-hmm. And it's problematic. And it's exhausting because you see people who have everything to do and then you have people who have – nothing to do and then like oh well the, the, this division is stale divide the wealth yep. share the love
1: yep all
2: right now and this is not this is not going to make osprey look any better but uh, i i will step in and say because well no because here's the thing are you gonna add
3: osprey the... apologist to your long long no no i'm not oh i'm just
2: God. i I, ha- I do have to bring up the fact that if Indeed, Osprey, like I have posited many times, bought this belt from the uh, Tokon shop, shop? And, and this is a replica belt that is just a, a a replica that Osprey bought. It's his property, and so New Japan can't confiscate something that's not <laughs> technically. The yeah, they one could like, also uh, not give him a the IW... match
3: in Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, because the IWGP okay, okay, but then
2: Heavyweight it's a
4: foreign object, and he's not allowed to have it with him in the ring
1: but he was not using it so he No, can't but, he it brought, no but he brought
4: he brought it in there. Yeah, but
1: well, he didn't but, use it. Yet.
4: But
2: he also he also brought the warrior wrestling belt. <laughs> right, he I brought tried. a yeah. bunch he brought a bunch of belts that weren't New Japan's All property right. and technically the IWGP World Belt he brought sure. also was not their property. It was just something he bought. Okay. Now, he, um,
4: all right, uh, well, Osprey fan club. Again, it doesn't
2: make it doesn't make him look better. It just makes him look like a guy who tried to make a toy part of the world heavyweight. I didn't Royal realize this
4: team. was Osprey's island. Jeez. No, oh, I'm
2: just receipt. Wow. I, like, oh. I just no, I just I'm sorry. I'm the son of two attorneys, and so there was there there but were you, little. You do
3: not give legal advice.
2: No, it's, this wasn't this wasn't legal. This was just this advocacy. I don't know. I had I had points anyway. Anyway,
3: how's that working out for you? It doesn't it doesn't matter
2: anymore because Osprey lost that toy belt. Yeah. He left it. He left it backstage yeah, after God, he it's lost over. after it's o- over. After, after after Okada broke his spirit with a rainmaker. Yeah. Uh so Osprey so even if it was his property, he has left it behind. Okada took the belt that obviously New Japan couldn't confiscate from Okada cuz Okada was also someone running around with the Tokon shop <laughs> replica uh and and he he had his ceremony where he said goodbye to the heavyweight championship yep. and so, his
3: so defense, hold yeah. on okada's belt i think that was the actual v4 belt because they keep those in the office okay he wasn't but, running around with a replica I, okada, I
0: don't, <laughs> it, okada
3: drives a ferrari he is he isn't walk, walking around with a replica belt please i don't
2: know <laughs> but i'm just i'm just saying because i i was saying that i've posited the Osprey bought the belt from the replica shop. I've also posited that Okada bought his from the replica shop as well. He's and so I'm, his favorite. I'm with it. Hell, I wouldn't be surprised if it's the real V4 it. Okada has it, because they just gave it to him. But either Probably. way, it doesn't change It doesn't change my point about it being Okada's property now. Um, but either way, it doesn't matter, because there's only one belt left. The IWGP yeah. World Heavyweight title that is around the waist of Katsuchika Okada. And uh, what Marie, what did you think of the the, let's let's talk about the matches themselves, because we've talked so much about the uh, triple belt mess surrounding them. We've kind of steamrolled over the fact that these were two stone cold classics in the Tokyo Dome. What did you think of, of not only Okada Takagi, but Okada versus Osprey?
1: Um, I enjoyed both of them uh, mm-hmm. from like start to finish. They, they both of them told a powerful story uh, inside the ring because, uh, you know, one of them wanted to come out as champion and the other one wanted to silence uh, Osprey, who was running his mouth forever just to get eyes on uh, New Japan. <laughs> That's what I think. Uh, I think that's why he decided to be like I'm the real world champ, so people can tune in and like watch mm-hmm. New Japan Strong and all that as like marketing. Uh, but in the end, Osprey like you know lost to Okada. Uh, my main question was, how are they still going in like these long ass matches where they're hitting powerful moves? And I'm like, yo, aren't you guys like tired by now? But um, it it was really really fantastic.
2: Yeah, it was just a hell a hell of a battle between Osprey did of that them. high spot
4: too. That was wild.
2: Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. There was that point when Osprey did the high spot. No, like <laughs> let's not, let's not talk about this. Like it's other matches. Let's talk about this. Like the Tokyo Dome main events that they were because, yep. uh, oh, kind of
4: just did sort of a high spot. If it's not that impressive.
2: No, no, there yeah. were plenty of yeah, high spots know. there. Were, okay. Let's let's don't let, don't let John fool you. There were plenty of high spots, not only in the, o- this is off of the lighting range. Yeah, he did a moon. Osprey did a moonsault
3: off yeah. the lighting.
2: Physically, a high spot from uh, Osprey yeah. jumping off the lighting rig. You had physical high spots from Kenta and Tanahashi. You have physical high spots all oh. over the show. But uh, I do want to talk about uh, uh, the the Kenta versus Tanahashi match before we get into anything, because who boy. Um, I think I think a lot of people had expectations for a a Tanahashi versus Kenton no disqualification match. I don't think any of them had uh, uh, quite the expectations that wa- that we got. Uh, Karen, I'm going to throw to you while we talk about this match, because um, it was brutal. It was just an absolute. Uh, uh, uh a car crash demolition derby whatever you want to call it what did, what did you think of the the notice qualification iwgp united states heavyweight championship match
3: caveat is i'm not a death match or just or a hardcore match girl so i always get very squeamish part- mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me when they have these kind of matches first things first new gear tanahashi oh my gosh i love it white gear kenta oh my gosh i really really love it yeah. so great The thing is, is that there were two problems I had with it. One, the match went a little longer than it should have. And that ladder.
2: Yeah.
3: (laughs) Kenta was actually screaming at Red Shoes during the match to help him secure the ladder. And Red Shoes is like, no, I want none none of this. And I'm just like, no, bro, this is a safety thing. Because those, those Japanese ladders, unlike the Japanese tables... They're very thin. They're very light, and they're aluminum. They're not like the mm-hmm. WWE ones where you see like someone trying to heft it up. Like they're very, despite the length, they're very. Oh yeah, no, it light was, ladders. It, it, but, it so was, they, they're it very because the, the way the the way they work is that they don't have like it's not like a triangle like, where it's fastened to it. You have to like c- put crossbars and screw them into place.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So Kent is trying to set up this ladder, but he's like, "Bro, I can't do this fast enough by myself and not do it safely." So I really wish somebody, he would have like dragged in a young lion and made a young lion help him. And more importantly, hold the ladder. Mm -hmm. Because one, I remember Noah promo he did years ago before he went to WWE. He said he was afraid of heights. Yep. And he, he was like literally jumping from a six foot scaffolding at that time, not a 15 foot ladder.
2: Yeah, no, it was a let, let let me take it through to listeners who may, <sighs> may not have seen the match or but That's uh, why he's or, jumping
4: cuz he's afraid of heights. Once he's up there? He's like, well, I don't want to be up well, there?"
3: Well, no, so he, he was planning on jumping and then Tanahashi shook him off like he's shaking yeah. down somebody for money. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Cuz yeah. cuz here's what happened. It it started off as just your usual kind of brawl and then the weapons got involved. First chairs, then more chairs, mm-hmm. then a cookie then a cookie sheet, then it uh, there's like a metal tray. Kenta found the broken red briefcase from last year's IWGP United yep. States, of the New Japan Cup United States tournament. Uh, Tanahashi, after years of playing an air guitar, finally found a guitar of his own and s- proceeded to instead of playing it, smashed it over Kenta's head. Then they you got get
3: a hat out of that guitar. Yeah, like it no. just stayed there.
4: You
2: know, it, really, I, it really
4: started the before that the night before because Tanahashi hmm. had that DQ. Yeah, and it yep. really got him comfortable with violence. Yep. You know, he, he was like, he's not he
3: been comfortable with the violence.
4: It was like, yep. but when he got when he when he when he, you're right, like he snapped. And I said to myself, oh, shit, like he's going to be fucking ready. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> you know that
2: oh, yeah. Bad? No, because yeah. a lot of people were questioning why was there these for lack of a better term, these, like, preview matches on the the first night of Wrestle Kingdom. You had the LIJ versus United Empire six-man tag match, and you had the uh, Tanahashi and Super Coaches versus uh, the, the, uh, I believe, yeah, versus Bullet Club. And Tanahashi straight up cost his team the match. He he pulled out the kendo stick, he starts whacking away at Kenta. Of course, Kenta started it, but Tanahashi was the one who got caught, and so that's what really ends up mattering. And so Tanahashi loses the match, but He snapped. He snapped, and he has gone completely and utterly insane. We were joking uh, a while back that that when Tanahashi heard about the no DQ match, he was like, oh, I'm going to have to look up what no DQ means. I'm used to having (laughs) rules in my matches, yada, yada, yada. It seems that when he looked at and saw that there were no rules, the chains were off, and Tanahashi was freed, because I have not seen this version of Tanahashi. He got put through a table. By, mm-hmm. T- by Kenta, who did a falcon arrow off of the uh, top rope through a table. And so Tan- <laughs> Yeah, no, that was that was brutal. I still can't believe Kenta was able to stand after that. But not only was he able to stand, he was able to, like Karen said, set up a very, very, very tall ladder. I've never seen a ladder this tall in my days of, of watching wrestling. And a very tall, wobbly ladder. Kenta gets all the way up to the top. Tanahashi starts wobbling the ladder like teasily, like, ah, I'm going to, I'm messing with you. I'm going to screw with you. And then Kenta just plummets, plummets mm-hmm. from the top of this ladder, hitting face first into a trash can, busting just all sort his nose was busted open. His eye was all swollen up. His face was just a pulp. Tanahashi lays him out bleeding onto this table that as Tanahashi climbs the same very tall ladder, begins to look like a freaking crime scene, and hits... <laughs> a, I, I hate to say it because of how much I'm sure it hurt, but one of the most beautiful high-fly flows I've ever seen in the history of the high-fly flow, crushing Kenta through the table, winning the the match. Uh, M- Marie, what did you think of this? Just I mean, it's a new Tanahashi.
1: It is. Um, I was not expecting any of this, uh, not the level of, I guess I could say violence for this, uh, but this goes towards character development because we've seen Tanahashi be the angel in the light of like New Japan and like wanting to bring that hope.
0: But Mm -hmm. then
1: when you cross Kenta and Bullet Club, you know, they automatically uh, kind of bring something else out of you. And uh, Penta really brought like a violent side out of Tanahashi when he was like, oh, this is a no, a no DQ. You know, <laughs> let, let, let's go in here and let's, you know, maybe kill each other, even though like nobody really wants that. But um, I think that's like one of like my favorite ones to, like, watch because it was so different. New mm-hmm. Japan doesn't have a lot of, like, no DQs and, like, hardcore matches and stuff. It's all about rules. But um, this is, a character development that, like, Tanahashi's gonna have. So mm-hmm. later on in, like, New Japan, you know, he might end up finally turning heel? Maybe?
2: <laughs> well, I don't know. I Look, here's the thing. I don't know if we'll, we're gonna get a full-blown heel Tanahashi. But while, the, like, what I think was really... Uh, uh uh refreshing about this is even in the history of like New Japan no DQ matches they'll have like lumberjack death matches that kind of stuff is they they kind of like pick their spots so to speak whereas this was everything in the kitchen sink every mm-hmm. single weapon that you could imagine it was like a video game match it was like when you would play those old matches in video games where you're like all right let's see let's see what's under this uh let's see what's under this apron let's see what's under this apron oh let's see what happens when i hit a guy with it like it was it it was just it was a plunder match it was a plunder fest i was literally watching it at one point expecting them to pull out light tubes not because i'm like one of those death match poisoned weirdos that's like every match needs light tubes let's Get the blood flowing. It was just it was escalating to a point where the light tubes felt like I, I I'm not going to rule it out. I mean, hell, I kind of would have preferred light tubes as opposed to Kenta plummeting face first off of a ladder. But yeah,
4: but this was more environmentally friendly. You know, every time you break one of those fluorescent tubes, <laughs> you're you're really causing pollution.
2: So. Yeah, no, it's it's not. I They're I supposed to be disposed of properly. Here's the thing: I I will watch a death match. I won't attend yeah. a death match. My lungs have taken enough of a beating with the legalization of marijuana in Chicago. I don't need to add yeah. mercury to that. Yeah, uh, please, Karen, please,
4: uh, please, by, please, by the way, contact your local, uh, you know, refuse or <laughs> or, or garbage uh, collection agency Disp- to dispose, to dispose to of your light tubes properly. Yeah. yeah, please of dispose over your friend's of friends'
2: heads. Karen, what, what you you Karen, you try and Can I jump talk in. about the end of the match. Yeah, can
3: we, move, can we move to that? Say, all right. So Absolutely. when oh, after oh. the match finished, one Tanahashi looked despondent, like yep. he 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 knew he had won, but I've never seen him not happy to win a match. Mm-hmm. Well, he he, he looked he, genuinely concerned because Kento's laying right next to him, covering his face in a towel, bleeding everywhere. And you know, usually he like hoists up the belt, he waves the fans, he blows kisses to the girls, he kisses babies, you know, he hugs the world, and mm-hmm. all he did was just take the belt. And then walk straight to the back. Yep. And they were, and I I actually they put up the uh backstage commentary. And talking about story and character development, mm-hmm. the first things he opens with is happiness, sadness, frustration. None of these emotions are with me in within me right now. All I feel is emptiness. And I'm just like,
4: no, oh, no, boy.
3: somebody save getting? him.
4: Ooh, he's yeah. ready, he's ready for bullet <laughs> club.
2: Yeah, if you're oh, man, if
3: shout you're in out
4: the chat, yeah. for those. I just felt
3: my heart just like just shatter into yeah. so many little pieces. Yeah. I'm like, I, I just, need to pack a bag, I need I, to like hop a plane, I need Tama, to get in the country, I need to save him. Him.
4: Tama in the chat was saying that 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 the uh that Tanashi should come uh come to the bullet club. I was saying <laughs> that they should call him the ace of clubs.
2: Ooh, oh. not bad yeah. the ace of clubs would be very very good yeah shout out to everyone that's in the twitch.tv slash thomas island chat uh thank you all for hanging out with us uh but yeah if, if you're if you're hanging out in that chat thomas trying to recruit tanahashi and i'm if, if ta- i'm just saying if tanahashi is getting to the point where he is uh he, he's growing if he's feeling that hate flowing through him
3: no he feels nothing that's the problem like he's become a vacuum of feelings he feels nothing
2: that that's the black even, hole that's, that's even better that's even better perfect come on over it, buddy it worked for show mostly how dare you <laughs> hey look i'm just i'm just saying i am interested to because here's the thing if he if tanahashi who has always been the embodiment of love and energy and optimism and all that's good in the world if he is going to be coming out of into 2022 out of the past couple years maybe a little bit broken down maybe a little bit defeated maybe feeling just a little bit uh 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 woeful of of what he has put himself and his opponents through in the name of people's entertainment relatable as hell like i think a lot of people are feeling very empty heading into 2022 and i think that if if the embodiment of light love and energy is also feeling empty that's a Whoa. ooh, that's a story that's that's something i can get behind that's some comic book shit right there i'm, that's story I'm ready telling.
1: it is yeah
2: i that's am deep. ready for the fallout of this iwgp wow. united states heavyweight let's Championship. do it yeah, yeah make it happen I'm yeah how let's do we go. push
4: tanahashi further i don't
2: here's the thing i don't think we have to he's already there he's teetering
3: on the edge right now he's He's already
2: there all we gotta do is just hang out log on to new japan world and watch the watch the slide begin watch the downward spiral of hiroshi tanahashi no the downward spiral of the ace i'm ready for it Boys. hey it's it's gonna be great entertainment i'm not going through it he is um, <laughs> I'll be going through it, Ross. <laughs> no, I know you're, yeah, you're dude. <laughs> you're an, em- you're, an em- you're an empath you're an empathetic viewer. Um, all right. But speaking of fallout, uh, another group that's going to be dealing with fallout from Wrestle Kingdom is the United Empire. They had a pretty good night one. They they beat Lij in a a, a six man tag match. Then uh, then night two was a very very different night for the United Empire. They went o and three. Raido Khan fell to Sonata after Sonata trapped him in a Japanese clutch. Tetsuya Naito was able to overcome Jeff Cobb with the Destino. And then, of course, as we mentioned, Okada was able to best Will Osprey in the main event. I'm going to throw to you, Marie, first. What's next for the United Empire? It seems like uh, uh, they had just gotten... like. Here's the thing. They may mm-hmm. not have gotten a lot of titles in 2021. They may not have won any tournaments in 2021. But whether it was World Tag League, whether it was G1, whether it was New Japan Cup, they would often be, like, on people's lips. They would be making some kind of impact. They had some momentum. And it feels like Wrestle Kingdom just threw a glass of cold water on all of that.
1: Yeah, I don't understand that either. Um, I like the United Empire um, and how they, like form and how they have like really good chemistry together, like in the ring and like doing these stories in these matches. Um I, I mean, I didn't like their losses for like night mm-hmm. two. Um, but it's just time to regroup. But I think that after Osprey losing, um, they're probably gonna feel the effects of like him breaking because you know he was so loud before and then loses. And then like, mm-hmm. you know, with his statement saying that um he's not going to go through any more forbidden doors, like he's going to stay in Japan um and that he's going to try to rest um like main event, another uh, Tokyo Dome. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, these boys are in for like a rough landing with Osprey. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think no one knows, like, you know, how bad he could probably get as like a a leader, I guess, Once. because he just came back. Um, but I hope that they all like find su- success uh, in 2022,
2: well, and you and you bring up a good point because Osprey not only does he have to deal with Oka- Cobb and O'Con's expectations. When Osprey was running his mouth over the course of the past, like what six months, however long since August when he came back, mm-hmm. he was also recruiting. He brought yeah. in Aussie Open from Rev Pro. He brought in TJP in North America and these guys haven't like been able to get over to Japan yet and actually like yeah. make make their presence i mean TJP has been on strong but like Aussie Open has yet to really be able to be in a new Japan ring since uh since 2019 they haven't they haven't been in the ring since joining the united empire and now they're kind of going to be coming into a deflated empire it just it feels it feels <laughs> yeah. like when it like it feels like they all were treating these like individual losses when like that's that's the whole group that kind of has to eat these even even if they yeah. weren't in the tokyo dome that night i don't know um, Karen. sorry go ahead uh, Keep. Going. i just
1: wanted to add one more thing i think yep. um osprey should uh listen to uh tama and how he runs bullet club and how he gets people from over here to um you know just to have people in place uh mm-hmm. just so that way everybody can like eat yeah so he should you know he should listen to tama
2: yeah, no, I, I, you don't, you don't have to tell me twice on that one. This uh, podcast yeah. is like,
4: is like free consultation. Just you know, hey. we've given them so much advice over the past, you know, six episodes. Yeah,
2: exactly. Os- Osprey, we're trying to help. Like I said, there's some yeah. advocacy. We're not, we're not, we're not going to give you all the keys. We're not going to give you all the the ingredients, but we can at least point you in the. We can at least aim you in the right direction. Uh, what, it, what, Karen? Would, would you think of uh, United Empire's Wrestle Kingdom losing streak?
3: I. Nice. All right, so the caveat is they got, all three of them got single singles matches mm-hmm. when many other people had multiple, sorry, God, had multiple person matches or yep. tag matches or were on the undercard. And not So that naturally. alone, and they weren't just un, uh, singles matches, they were upper card singles matches against LIJ.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. And
3: LIJ really couldn't be eating any losses going into the NOAA show on Saturday.
0: Mm-hmm. But oh, they yeah. got
3: a three-match showcase, plus a, a match the night before. Yep. So it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, they they didn't win. Mm-hmm. But if you weren't a Jeff Cobb fan before tonight, you know who Jeff Cobb is now. If you were on the fence about Ocon, mm-hmm. you're not on the fence. You're on the bandwagon. So it, it's one of those things where it's, yes, they just got there. Yes, they're just getting started. 2021 was complicated for them purely because Osprey was there and then he wasn't and then he was there and then he wasn't and then he was fighting the Lions and then he was there and mm-hmm. now he's, you know, here in Japan and never leaving even though he has belts that need to be defended in the United States and in the UK, two belts from RevPro UK yep. that he's he's holding hostage now because he doesn't want to have to go back anywhere. So it's what, to get back on the Osprey Life Coach podcast that we now have, uh, he needs to <laughs> relinquish those belts or go defend them and lose them before he can say I'm staying in Japan, because it's not fair to those promotions and the people that are busting their asses, like Shingo Takagi did in 2021. Yeah.
2: Yes, he did. No, you gonna...
3: O'Con holding holding the pieces of the United Empire together for him.
0: Mm-hmm. Jeff
3: Cobb making a name for himself in the G1 for the United Empire. Hanari making a name for himself in World Tag League for the United Empire. Yeah. It needs to not become the Will Osprey show now that he's back.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: I don't want to see Jeff Cobb put on the back burner after that match he had with Naito. Yeah. Jeff Cobb is. I mean, he lost. Yeah, but he has nothing to hang his head about because mm-hmm. that match was amazing.
2: Yep. They're, uh, they're, it's, same it's, thing with Okan. Hu-
3: I mean, it sucks. Yeah, you lost, but you know what? You've only been back a year and a half.
4: It's their unabashed hubris. That's 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 their fall, right? First of all.
3: I just don't want them to get the hubris because of Osprey.
4: No, but (laughs) but but they they (laughs) obviously—that's the thing. He's obviously rubbed off on them very poorly. It was a bad omen that first night when they finished their match with Lij and then mocked them by getting in all like their winning positions, like Jeff Cobb, you know, like Mm. like doing the Naito thing, and then Naito kind of walking off laughing. You knew exactly what Naito was thinking. He's like, "All right, I'm gonna beat the piss out of you tomorrow. (laughs) Like you can mock me all you want." but all they did was poke the bear. And that's the kind of Osprey shit where he'll poke the bear and the bear will win because he'll yep. get cocky. And- mm-hmm.
2: Cause it's, a, cause it's oh, a bear. Not cause it, it gets cocky. Cause it's a bear. It's a bear. right? Yeah. Because Osprey, <laughs> Osprey always they all, like,
4: Why do you, why do you, why do you want to mock or, or, or draw attention from some of the like craziest competitors in, in all of NJP. First of all, you pick LIJ like, yeah, that's smart. You know, because I mean, like they can't be controlled. That, that's in their
2: name. For God's yep. sakes, they're Sorry, go, go Jump Jumping, Karen. where are you trying can to? I have
3: my what? Can I have my one swear for the show?
2: Yeah, take it. six.
3: I don't want the United Empire to go into the fuck around and find out phase. <laughs> <laughs> now that everyone's together. <laughs> yeah. No,
4: this is the fuck around and find out era for them for sure.
3: Like, like but, it's it's it, no. no. Like, man. when here, you have let me, that much talent, let me. Let, if let you me st- want to make them credible, you can't just you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Mm. f around and find
2: out that's not how this works (laughs) well let me let me steer us on to a very good point that you brought up earlier karen
4: hey listen you watch a lot of streaming i watch a lot of streaming and i hate the fact that i pay all of this money but i can't watch everything on netflix man it's like having a gym membership but i can only use that one treadmill with the wobble that doesn't even have a tv on it you know what makes me miserable the fact that I can't watch Les Miserables on American Netflix. So I just turn on ExpressVPN, I connect to a server in Japan, so Netflix thinks that's where I'm at, and boom! I'm watching Hugh Jackman's best performance since X-Men 2. With ExpressVPN, suddenly all of Netflix's global libraries open to me, with things like Top Gear in the UK, Jurassic World in Hong Kong, and Pulp Fiction in Canada. It also works with BBC iPlayer, YouTube, and more. With ExpressVPN, I can trust that one of their 100 different server locations will give me blazing fast speeds to stream in HD with zero buffering. Besides all that fun stuff, it also encrypts my data, so some hacker isn't stealing my banking information or monitoring my foreign viewing habit. Because it's nobody's business that I've been binging Season 3 of Bluey from the ABC app by connecting to one of ExpressVPN servers in Australia. So be smart. Stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a fraction of their content. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com slash tama. Remember, use my link at expressvpn.com slash tama. You can get three months extra of ExpressVPN for free.
2: Which is the NOAA New Japan show that's coming up. Because not only can uh, LIJ not eat some like you said eat some losses heading into that show where they're taking on congo as as we'll get as we we talked as we kind of hinted at noah invaded the tokyo dome the entire pro wrestling noah roster showed up and the three people to stare them down were Hiromu takahashi bushi yeah. and f- at this point former iwgp world heavyweight champion shingo takagi and so clearly LIJ is being positioned as the defender of the honor of New Japan proper. And even the way that Shingo Takagi counted the entire NOAA roster trying to figure out, you know, maybe I could take these... 20-something people in the ring.
4: He really could have, too. I feel yeah, like the way so, he was looking at them, I was like, oh, shit,
2: though. No. You know, he they had just finished a show over in Corican Hall. Everyone was very tired. He might have been able to do it. But he even mocked him with
4: the oi, oi, oi thing.
2: To my point, though, to yeah. my point, though, while LIJ has a very prominent match at the Noah show, United Empire doesn't have a match, period. God damn yeah. it. Like, just there is no United Empire on that card. And so it's... It's just bad timing for them. This well, they're new they,
4: they're, they're new, right? So exactly. And they I think
2: know, they'll know. have a great 2022, but right now you need to get them out of the but, way so that the people but, that are going to be in Yokohama sh- can shine. Karen, what, what do you want to say? You're you're trying to jump in. We, we
3: talked about this last week about them being not on the Yokohama card because of yeah. the sheer volume of people that are and matches on the Yokohama yes. card. No, no, it's I think I think now that the dust has settled and Osprey's lost the belt. Mhm. It's time for them to regroup, and I think starting in, I think new beginning, at the end yep. of the month, after the uh new golden new year, uh series, that's gonna be that might be going into the new Japan Cup, we might get the new Jeff Pan Cup, I don't know, um, <laughs> but it's one of those things where I think they they need they needed the losses now because I feel like they're going to gain momentum as the rest of the year progresses.
2: Yeah. No, exactly. And that's what I mean by it. it's, it's bad timing. It is what it is because it. it look, it's not great for the, them to eat all of those, all of those losses in one night like that. But man, yeah. they, it's, it's only January. They can come back. They can come back very, very strong. Other big highlights from the Wrestle Kingdom uh, uh card. We have a new KOPW 2022 and it's not, The person we thought it was going to be. Wild.
4: I I was so off. uh, uh,
2: Before we get to who won it, I do want to bring up the fact that because of the fact that Kazuchika Okada got bored in 2020, created the KOPW uh, division, we now are at the point where the opening battle royal on night one featured Tatsumi Fujinami and Sima from Stronghearts, formerly from Dragon Gate, now he's in Gleet. Uh, Sema actually made it all the way to the uh, the four way match on on the fifth, but the king of pro wrestling is Minoru Suzuki. <laughs> the actu- uh, yeah, shout out to Corey Fitz in the chat. The actual king is king, and the the main talking point that I want to bring up about this because I feel like there's a lot of things you can say about the king of pro wrestling, but this is here's the thing: KOPW is built around the idea that people have to challenge for it, right? Like people have to be like, they have to make their intentions clear. I want to take that trophy from you. And I Mm -hmm. feel like when Toroyano, the man who has held it in 2020 and the man who held it in 2021 feel like when he has it, it's not as, it's not the safest prospect in the world, but it's not going to be the kind of thing that's going to get you killed. (laughs) I feel like, I feel like with Suzuki holding the trophy, I want to meet the brave bastard that looks at that trophy and says, "You know what? I want to try and take that from Minoru Suzuki." So and you're saying Suzuki... permanent,
4: per- permanent KOPW winner.
2: I, I, well, it's not permanent. He's going to make it to the end of twenty twenty two where they will count it. They will make him the main one. But I just don't see a lot of people trying to challenge him for this. I don't know. But Marie's shaking her head. What do you? What do you kind of think of um, of Suzuki as KOPW?
1: uh whatever god uh new japan wrestlers believe in they better pray to him. <laughs> because that's the first thing i thought i was like oh man you guys are going to be in for a rough time but i think i do know one person that will probably challenge for that um uh i'll bet uh hinari would challenge uh suzuki for that kopw yep. uh championship oh, not really championship title it's a freaking trophy
2: it's a provisional trophy yeah
1: yeah it's a trophy trophy um
2: yeah Hanario probably but suzuki actually bringing up in his backstage comments he's like i'll i'll do it in boxing i'll do it in uwfi rules <laughs> like very very different rules from the like handcuffs and drinking contests." yeah the, dude, the yano. dude was so
4: dangerous yano had to handcuff him so after yeah. the match not during the match after the match so he could just
2: leave
0: yeah <laughs> just so you better. get away from him
2: but this this is my point is now we're, we're at we're at the point where like Suzuki's gonna be pitching like some, some, for lack of a better term, some fucked up stipulation. That sounds like I'm talking like bare knuckle boxing. I'm talking like Taipei death matches and stuff like that. Like it's gonna get. I feel Killers like it's gonna pro get wrestling. Weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's this one is those, be- one of those
4: ones where the guys tie their wrists together and then
2: have a knife fight. Yep. Yeah, uh I like cuz it started as like a it, I feel like the KOPW tw- trophy started as fun and games and this is where it takes a really dark turn. Like it took a, a kind of dark turn in the Owens Yano feud where like they were threatening mm-hmm. to st- threatening to stab each other. But now we've got Suzuki and now and and Suzuki's going to be list and Suzuki's going to be <laughs> listing is going to be picking stipulations.
3: Wait, John, are you saying that Suzuki's not a threat or Yano's not a threat? No, he's no, clear. no.
2: When he
4: said, when he, if you said, oh, Suzuki threatened to stab me, that's not a threat. It's a, it's, it's a, a promise. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah,
2: that's what he's saying. He's like well, a. He's having a moment
4: of mercy where he's warned you he's going to do it.
2: Yeah, because I don't get the vibe. Suzuki warns a lot of people. He's no, you stabbed. just you just he's feel
4: some. A, you just feel wet and you look down. and you're like, Oh my god, I've been stabbed. <laughs> like,
2: yeah, he just he just smiles and stabs you. Um, but it's yeah. It it definitely I think it's gonna it's gonna add a new edge to the KOPW division, uh, which I don't I I think I think a lot of people think needed. I personally I was a fan of the, the the kind of weird goofy division it had become, but I also I do love I love some brutality. I do love some bloodshed. So this could be it could be wild. Karen, what what's on your mind? Well,
3: you know, Suzuki every now and then does enjoy. A little bit of a comedy match. So you never know. He does dabble in DDT every now and then. So it could be... This is where, you know, Suzuki had his international murder excursion. This is going to be <laughs> Suzuki, Suzuki, a uh, murder grandpa fun time. Like, I you, guess, right? <laughs> you never gonna, know. Yeah, you have to see, we have to see out. what the stipulations are first. But, but
2: but it's it's Suzuki's idea of fun is my point is like, even, even <laughs> fun if he's time, yeah, like, even, <laughs> even if he's going to be trying to pitch it as like the funnest time ever, it's still going to be whatever his idea of fun is and yes, whatever his idea of fun is going to be violent yeah, it's, gonna, just, it's, yeah, just like, it's, it's just saw it's you like, want to you know. play a game yeah. <laughs> it's, it's
4: gonna every be... single
1: match to start with that you want to play a game i am i no. am gonna be a, little, a
4: little suzuki uh uh you know like on a little bicycle like a little you know ventriloquist all
2: i oh i no. look <laughs> I am just going to say it. I can't wait to see who's dumb enough to try and take that trophy yeah. from him cuz boy Howdy it's going to be You think Yano's, 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 Yano's try
3: already first? said in his definite yeah, comment no. he wants a baby back so No and, and Yano
2: Yano is driven enough that he's he's going to try for it and Yano's got the background where like he can he he can make a case for it like if anyone can try and fight Suzuki for that 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 trophy Yano can he has he is he was the most violent player for a while for a reason but uh it does not change the fact that Suzuki's the king, and if you're going to come at the king, you probably shouldn't miss.
4: I hope he hasn't Um, been watching Squid Games. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god it's gonna get it's gonna get very wild but it's it's a wild wrestling game like i said Sema showed up in the battle royal and not and when sima showed up to the four-way match he was accompanied by l lindeman and t hawk so strong hearts mm-hmm. were in the tokyo dome strong hearts made a, a brief appearance in in new japan and i, sh- I should mention sima wrestled for all japan two nights before january 4th mm-hmm. so like If we are really going to talk about the fact that we are going back to the fiftieth anniversary of New Japan, which, if if we all know, New Japan and All Japan, you know, sibling promotions for a very long time, Sema's the bridge here, folks. I mean, I know we talk about this pro wrestling Noah and all that, and the, but like the bridge between All Japan and and New Japan pro wrestling right now is Sema. And so I'm I'm real happy to see that he he was able to, to show up in the Tokyo Dome. It was a wild surprise. He got to pin Tatsumi Fujinami. It's chaos, people. It's wonderful. I love it. Uh, let's see. Other important things to bring up from the Tokyo Dome. Evil is now a double never open weight champion. He's the never open weight champion and the never open six-man champion. Uh, House of Torture had a, a decent... Tokyo Dome show did not get the win over Yo in the first night, but the second night that wrench was working in his favor. Uh, I I I can't talk about show and Yo without throwing to our resident expert Karen. What did you think of? Uh, let's 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 keep it specifically to show and Yo because they were the thread, they were the through line. It feels like of the two nights. what you what'd you think of their Wrestle Kingdom?
3: Uh, well, their match the first night, and I and. I don't want Tama getting on me about saying that show should have lost, but <laughs> Yo needed the win more. Mm-hmm. He needed the win more because he lost to Hiromu in the finals. He needed yep. something because again, he faltered out of the gate in Super Juniors ran the table, lost in the finals. So for him to just like start racking up losses again when he's kind of faltered since he's been back in spring of last year. He needed that to kickstart his mm-hmm. 2022 because as lovely, much as I love Master Watto, he cannot be the only pure baby face that gets pissed off all the time in mm-hmm. this division.
2: Yep. I, no, need not- Yo,
3: I need Yo to start getting to, like, Yo's been increasing, it's an been interesting. He gets angry, but he also gets, very, like, dangerously calm.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Like, you can't read him at all. Yes. That's good. The thing is with show. You He had to he couldn't lose both matches mm-hmm. because he has the match with Kotoge on Saturday because you don't want him racking up a, a couple of losses and then yeah. be like, I'm representing the juniors of New Japan against somebody who's been wrestling for 15 years. Exactly. So it, it's... Mm-hmm. Again, it's complicated. It, it, like, it's mm-hmm. Facebook complicated. I love them both. I cheer for them both. This is... I feel like this whole never-belt situation has been... Ra- like, it's being used as a device to drive their next chapter of the story. Yeah. I was hoping that they were going to graduate from this feud for a little bit.
1: Nope. But for some reason they
3: just keep dragging what? it up. And I'm like, stop. Like they need to be like they need to be separated for a bit. Mm-hmm. So and have the respective like you know, let their respective stars take off. And then you know, if Super Juniors is in the spring, sure. If Dominion, one of them has a the title by then, sure. Like they just can't keep throwing them together just because they're showing you because yeah. neither of them are, they're going to both stop growing at that point and people are going to get bored of it
2: yeah no oh, and and i did and i and it, i even feel like if i'm being real and i because tom is bringing up a good point in the chat there needs to be a little more emotion from yo and i i almost feel like that's because, i agree no and, it, and i think it's because yo underst you know understands at some level like i just beat this guy a month ago I beat him in the Super Juniors. I kept him from going to the, the tournament. Like, as good as getting the win in the Tokyo Dome is. Like, that's, I think, the important part. Is he got the win in the Tokyo Dome, especially in the singles match. And I think it's great that Yo is the, was the first one to really outsmart Sho. Because, like, he knows Sho. He's known Sho for longer than anyone in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And I think Sho got this idea in his head that now that I'm the murder machine, I'm different. Yo doesn't know this version of Sho. And I think Yo proved in that first match that, no, this is this is the same show he's always known. Even if he's got a wrench, even if he's got some buddies mm-hmm. on his side, he still knows that he's going to he, he still is the one that's going to be able to duck that wrench and lock him into the five star. They work
3: wise for nine years. They, they, yep. they, they were they were always together. So if anybody knows the other one better, like, no, I don't think there's anyone in New Japan that knows the other one of them better than the mm-hmm. other one.
2: Like, I I feel like we got more emotion from Show in the title match the next night. And I think that's why they lost, is because Show was... Or I think we got more emotion from Yo, I'm sorry, in the, the next night in the title match. Because he was... he A, he wanted to win that title he was feeling a little like cocky because hey i just beat show i can beat him again and that's why he got whacked with the wrench he should be challenging
3: desperado but we're not going to talk about that on this (laughs) episode well
2: well, no no (laughs) we will we will get to that because we we got to talk about desperado in a second um but marie what what did you kind of think of the show and yo uh dynamic like karen said we're obviously not at the end of this story we're we're somewhere in the middle of the road what do you think of the journey so far
1: um, I'm really invested into uh show and yo um mm-hmm. just because of how everything went down and how they broke apart as a tag team. And um I think show is having the best time of his life, <laughs> being <laughs> a heel when you can see it. Yeah. Um and so it comes across and you're like, I wanna. Well, for me, I'll, I'll cheer for him and be like, "Oh, I want to see what he does," because uh, he does the cheating in House of Torture a little bit differently than like the regular Togo and um, Evil cheating. So I, well, it's, it's a little fresh. It's
2: it's because he does it gleefully. Like there's this very yeah. like I think like with a lot of House of Torture, it's like they're getting the job done. You know, like yeah. Dick Togo. Dick Togo's very serious. Evil. I have never. He he will smile sometimes, but it's not. It's not. He's still very Dangerous serious. when he smiles. Yeah. yeah yeah <laughs> U- J- U- is relaxed but he's not like like he's not yeah. psychotic show is a maniac right now like he is, he is. he's he's gone full joker and so um, like it it yeah he's relishing it and i think that that's what kind of adds to the
1: it really does um yeah. i i do think that um Yo getting the win uh at, what night one um yep. Was not expecting that. I was like, whoa, this is interesting. Where are we going? And then obviously, night two, you know, show gets uh the, the victory. And then to be reminded that we're going into New Japan versus Noah, I was like, okay, that, that makes more sense now. Um, mm-hmm. what I didn't like was that evil became never open weight champion. And I'm like, why the hell did they have to take this belt off of Jay White originally just to give it back to Ishii And then it goes to Evil, even though it's still within Bullet Club, the household. But I don't know, man. Like evil didn't
2: need it he didn't need it i i i i'm not gonna say he didn't need it because i i maintain that evil needs whatever he can get like because i i think especially since he was a double champion for such a blip that i mean i'm talking the double gold the iwgp heavyweight and intercontinental because that was such a blip he needs to he needs to maintain some kind of momentum, some kind of dominance. I think he has it for quite frankly, the same reason Jay white had the never belt is to kind of remind people. This is, this is the intercontinental title. Now this is the title for the the next guy on the totem pole. Um, and so I, I, I like the, I like the idea behind it. Uh, I, I know people are, are divided on the, the actual match itself, but I mean, they're all, it, it's wrestling. People are always going to be divided on the match uh but let's be we, we did talk about el desperado we hinted at it a little bit let's talk about it because we talked about kenta in white we talked about all of the the and even tama brought it up in the chat everyone's wearing white this wrestle kingdom <laughs> it was the uh it was a wrestle kingdom pure as the driven snow and el desperado got a damn big win over hiromu takahashi these are two guys who over the course of December have not been able to beat each other. They have wrestled two 30 minute draws, whether it was in the best of super junior and then also on the Tokyo Dome, the road to Tokyo Dome tour. And so I think a lot of people were heading into this episode of uh, new Japan as this kind of like, it, it's, it's a rest kingdom thing. This is going to be an epic. This is going to be somewhere over 30 minutes. It's taken so long for them not to beat each other that uh, I I was kind of shocked that it was a, 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 I think, a sixteen minute sprint between the two of them. I now, to be fair, they know each other great. You don't have to feel there's no feeling out process that you need anymore, and so it, it does make sense that that they would come at each other like this. But it, it feels real big for Desperado to be able to beat Hiromu like this. What do you think, Karen? What did you think of this the the junior heavyweight championship match on night one?
3: Well, one, oh yes the desperado all white gear i love it i love the gold paint it was fantastic the thing is is that we're used to the 30 minute draws we're used to the like the long hard hitting matches i feel like they had were either by their own decision or somebody else's i felt they were he- held, held holding themselves back so as not to outdo the main event okay cuz while it was while it was a very heavy and fast sprint it wasn't their best match, mm. not by a long shot. It was a great match, but they've had better matches
2: yeah, no, and i I definitely agree with it because like I think the the result is a a bigger deal than the uh the match itself like the because the result is what it needed to be yes, because here's the thing. I think if Hiromu had beaten Desperado in sixteen minutes, people would have gone, ah. Here we go again. Hiromu's won. Desperado's back at the back of the line. He couldn't even get the epic that he wanted. But this shows actual growth. This shows that Desperado has finally staked his his place at the top of the mountain. And it also means that Hiromu cannot... You can't necessarily think of Hiromu as that junior ace anymore. He's now fallible. He's now vulnerable. And that makes the junior division that much more competitive. I think this was... The right match at the right time uh, for the right division. Now, when I say that Desperado planted his flag at the top of the division.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for 4 dollars each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
2: He got pretty quickly thrown down from that the top of that mountain because the very next night in one of the opening tag matches, Desperado was submitted. I will say this again: IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion El Desperado was submitted by Master Wado. And so Master Wado clearly now in line with the end, uh, the, uh, with is now currently in line with the, uh, uh, IWGP junior heavyweight championship. I am, I'm in shock. I'm a, I'm a big Master Wado supporter, but I'm, I'm also, I, I support a lot of people. I like the underdog. I, I can't believe it. I want to throw to you. Uh, I want to throw to you Marie first. do you think of the fact that, uh, uh, El Desperado, number one contender, junior heavyweight title.
1: Man, I was not expecting Wado to tap out Despeep. That's just like <laughs> one of those things of like, what like, is happening? Like, again, who did this? <laughs> again, Tapped
2: out, desperate. It wasn't like a sneak Man. pinfall attempt. No. He didn't hit him with the RVP Yeah, like, no, he, he tapped is Mercury that and dude Gatorade out. Or whatever? No, L- retrograde, no, not Gatorade. <laughs> right, <laughs> retrograde. <laughs> it's not. It's not astrology. It's not superstition. It's just straight up facts. Yeah. Master Watto has grown. Master Watto has gotten to the point where he. You, we we got to put some respect on that dude's name. He's, He's going to be Grandmaster Watto. He yep. is.
4: He he's is.
2: On, he's on he the way
3: the journey finally he's on no the, longer he, on the way he's the grandmaster well
4: right he's, now he's exactly. on a he's on a pit stop you know well, oh so yeah he, he has to getting, be
1: on a pit stop yeah, yeah but um yeah <laughs> um I was really shocked for that um you know I think that by doing that um well one Desperado had a really hard for fought match with um Haromu um so like he's already hurt so mm-hmm. I think they were just like, oh, let's just see what happens and like develop like a new story because we could get a triple threat down the line if Hiromu still thinks that uh, he's entitled to another rematch. Because um, uh, Hiromu versus Desperado, I took it as like um, Hiromu already you know, they fought each other so many times. So Hiromu was using all of his power moves and power attacks to try to get the one up on Desperado. So that way, if Desperado becomes tired and has like a mess up, here comes Hiromu to come in, get the one, two, three and become champion. And I think um, in the end, that kind of bit Hiromu in the ass and Desperado was like, I'm not going to buy my time. You can do all the power moves to me, but you know, I got this.
2: Yeah, no, and I, I, you do bring up a very good point uh desperado was completely beaten from that he was he was pretty damn bruised from that that match with hiromu the night before but it doesn't change the result the result is still master Wado number one contender despite as we were just saying karen you thought maybe yo was going to be the next one to challenge because he got that win in the the tokyo dome hell if we're talking about people kind of inserting themselves into the title picture show feels like someone who, especially after inserting himself into the the best of super junior final would not be uh, beneath just ramming himself into the, into the division like that. What, what do you think of the, the developments at the top of the the junior heavyweight division, Karen?
3: I think with Hiromu losing, it's actually a good thing because he needs a break. He's Mm. been the the Shingo Takagi for the juniors for the last, four years he's yep. carried that division non-stop and he and bushi has still haven't held the junior tag titles together because one of them was injured they both mm-hmm. tagged with shingo but they haven't tagged together and won the titles so i think that might be the next move for hiromu to give one bushi something to do but two to give hiromu a bit of a break
2: yeah
3: if if we're going to talk about you know developing new talent and minting new stars master Wado would be a good project he's he's grown since he's come back mm-hmm. do i think he's going to take the title off of despy probably not yeah. but desperado also made, made a point to be like oh i'm not going to call out my next challenger i want them to come to me
2: mm-hmm.
3: and yo after losing the match tonight he didn't give a backstage comment he just went straight to the back and that was it
2: mm-hmm.
3: and shows shows Show, show show's gonna like thank the tell everyone that yeah. you're welcome thanks for le- letting me take care of you but i think at some point show's gonna push his way to the front of the line mm-hmm. as he should but i also think yo needs to at some point build the momentum up before challenging even though he has the win from super juniors
2: yeah no and and i'm i i i'm with you i think it it does kind of they're Wado is the the logical contender right now, but there are a lot of there are a lot of places that the the junior division could be going from here on out, especially with Yo not uh, not taking part in backstage comments last night. John, what do you kind of think of the junior division right now as it stands in New Japan? Cuz it it's like Karen said, Hiromu's been the center of this division for a very very long time. It's it's very yeah. it's rare to be it's rare to be listing this many contenders cuz we've got Yo Show Wado, Desperados of the Champ. Technically, Konoharu uh, running around with a, a bit of a, a chip on his shoulder as well, and so like that's a lot of people ahead of Hiromu. Sure,
4: <laughs> and yeah.
2: I I'm flabbergasted.
4: Well, I think I think that the, the the important thing is that there's a lot of grudge matches there, right? Yep. there's a lot of combinations that this could be interesting in, and again, that's kind of what they need, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we said this about the other tournament you know, with the, with the tag league and everything before that it's that, that there's a drama there, right. Mm-hmm. Between, you know, it's not just, Hey, these people happen to be fighting each other because they're after the same goal. There's a lot of bad blood. And I think that yep. bad blood's going to make it real fucking interesting. Also Watto being involved is, you know, I think you're right. I, 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 you know, I hate, I hate to say it because I haven't really been like a Watto guy, but I think <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, like you said, you like, you like an underdog. And every once in a while, the underdog gets a shot and surprises you. And, uh, you know, like I said, he can't be the master forever. Eventually, he's got to be the grandmaster and step up and, and you know, and actually do something. So I think I, I think you're right on that.
2: It just, it, it keeps things competitive. It keeps things interesting. Uh, one, two, we got, we have a few more points to bring up as we, we kind of wind down this Wrestle Kingdom discussion. But we, we would not, we would be remiss if we did not bring up the Stardom showcase match that happened. Oh, it is, yeah. Now, here's the thing. Stardom and New Japan have been sibling promotions ever since Bushiroad, uh purchased, I guess is the word, Stardom in, in 2019. This is because of the labyrinthian uh rights laws tv rights laws that new that japan has it has taken until now to finally get stardom on a wrestle kingdom broadcast proper they've been doing dark matches in the past that would sometimes get up on vod sometimes it, it it was very ethereal it was it was almost like it was like the stardom matches were the the dirty secret of wrestle kingdom and now they're just straight up second uh yeah it was the second uh match on the main card and I, I got to throw to Karen. Karen has been covering Stardom for Post Wrestling. She is she is the straight up Joshi expert here. What uh, what did you think of Stardom's showcase match? How do you feel they did with the the, the match given to them?
3: Well, the match was great.
2: Mm-hmm. It
3: was what I expected. It it was a nice reunion and a showcase for everybody involved. I liked that Starlight Kid and Mayu buried the hatchet for one night and did a lot of their old tag team moves as MK sisters. Yep. I liked that Tam and Saya worked together even though Saya dethroned her last week for the Wonder Stardom Championship. There was plenty everybody everybody got in one massive dive or <laughs> high spot like we talked about. I was I was <laughs> fairly certain everyone was gonna get, get that get that in. <laughs> yeah. Only thing I didn't like and this is this is just this is just cosmetic on it no. because tam and Mayu songs were copyrighted i really wish for at least for the international broadcast audience that they would have just kept playing the other person's theme
2: mm-hmm.
3: because they played Saya's theme and they played uh, starlight kids theme yeah they should just kept that playing for the uh, the broadcast part of it since they can yeah f- fuss around with the audio it was. It was that. And that's just. That's just like neither here nor there. It's just for, from a viewer perspective. I was worried that my audio dropped out because the uh. because the the arena was so bright and they had very tiny white font saying the music is copyrighted and won't be broadcast internationally. And I'm like, it's three o'clock in the morning. I can't read yeah. this. So it's. It was just. Um. But yeah, the girls didn't little, disappoint.
4: Was that? I'm sorry. I, I mean, crunch, But while we're talking about the music, was that little? Yeah. Bit? Yeah. Bit that they played as soon as their video hit, was that part of their themes? Or
3: it, what they did is they played the first person's music first and then the other person's music. Uh, so there's like a transition where it kind you of you can't jumps play and like then the,
4: a minute without getting a copyrighted. So they, they just played like
3: three seconds and then, and just then just cut it shut it down. Oh,
4: so babe. it was, it was oh. that was the
3: problem is that you know, Mayu yeah, and it was a
4: banger, and then it stopped. And I was like, no, oh.
3: <laughs> yeah, my my is, is, is like a little like poppy punk rock, little like happy, happy little song, but it mm-hmm. yeah it it just it's it was just frustrating because it's like you know usually with macabe because they always swap out a song for him i wish they would have done the same thing for st- for the stardom girls it, just yeah, for it, the consistency but yeah. again it doesn't affect the match quality the match was great the girls mm-hmm. they you know they had everybody they, they gave an authentic stardom experience they had their own ring announcer they had their own referee they had all the girls seconding around the ring and doing all the catches There was no Young Lions or no, you know, New Japan staff. They took care of that time and made it a stardom experience. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, it was it was a great, a great match all all around. Marie, what did you think of the the stardom showcase on night two?
1: Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, I've been telling people that, like, you know, we finally have stardom uh on New Japan, uh, which is really nice because sometimes people are like, Oh, how come you know New Japan doesn't have any women? And it's like, Well, guys, here, tune in and watch, you know, this amazing matchup. Um, I'm still learning uh about stardom. So nope. like my knowledge is not as great. So I learned from Karen. But um there's nothing I, wrong but, with that. But, Everybody no, learns the, at
2: some point. The, and here's the thing like, don't get me wrong, I think I think what Karen has to say is very important because Karen knows a lot about stardom. But this is yeah. the stardom showcase match that lets be real was designed to get more eyes on stardom yeah. so i i'm i'm kind of i i i need to know what did you think of it especially as someone that's trying to get it that's you know new to stardom
1: yeah don't, um don't it was super nice super super nice i really enjoyed it i really want um the stardom women to like be there every single time it's like a big event and to like slowly get them integrated because i think mm-hmm. it's really nice Um, It kind of makes you sort of like breathe during the whole show because everything is like tag, singles, tag, singles. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you know, Mm -hmm. let's watch, you know, some women's wrestling.
2: Yeah. No, I'm with you. I think especially considering if they got this onto the Wrestle Kingdom broadcast, I assume that means there is some kind of agreement they can work on that like, it doesn't have to be every show. It doesn't have to be every tour. Yeah. But D- Dominion, let me see some some stardom matches. Power struggle, let me see a stardom match. Hell, give some folks the time off. Give give some people a rest at the end of the G one climax. Bring them in for the G one climax finals. There are places that you can use stardom uh, with to to kind of help everyone. Karen, what, what's on your mind?
3: One of the things that was really interesting is that in the backstage comments part, um, Saya. Uh, Kamitani actually acknowledged the fact that when they announced the first show for 2020, mm-hmm. the first Dark Match, there was significant pushback from fans in both companies, fans yeah. of both products, fan, like, every, they, like personally, I don't think New Japan needs a women's division because, you know, yeah. the Japanese women's wrestling tradition is what it is. It's its own special brand of creature. If they can get a showcase like they did, like, like they have been on these very, very large arena shows, fantastic. Yeah. But it's one of those things where it's like, the girls themselves are very aware that some people, some fans don't want them there. Mm-hmm. And they they're putting the impetus on, on themselves to be like, we know that for some of you, we're not what you want. We're yeah. you're we're not the reason you come to these shows, but if we can make one person gain interest and they've had this in, the, in this last year alone, they've had fans come to them at shows and be like, I'm a new Japan fan, but I started watching because of you. Mm-hmm. And that's, that that organic growth that they've like that's brought them to the third being ranked number three in the country. Yep. Outranking other men's promotions because they're doing the most and they are the, one of the most consistently outstanding like brands in Japan for for wrestling. Not women's wrestling, wrestling.
0: Yep.
4: Yeah. I thought it was wild. I I really enjoyed it. My only if I had to give a, if I had to give a critique, the only thing is I wish it was a singles match. Because mm-hmm. I thought it was very hectic and I already was not really clear on who was with who. So or mm-hmm. who, who was. So for, for for an intro match, I get why they did a tag because it allows them to 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 show for showcase four performers. Uh but but it still it was still it blew my mind and uh I definitely gotta check out more stardom stuff now um mm-hmm. than I than I have before because it was it was high it was high impact.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, no, it was it was a great great match. I I was worried simply because of the way the match was set up. It was just literally like here's four random folks thrown into a tag match, none of them are in the same faction. None <laughs> all of them hate Mayu I- Iwatami. Like it was really uh it, it there there was there was a lot of convoluted stuff going into it and I yeah. think they they brought a crisp uh simple match quite frankly yeah. and
4: and and like allowed them to really like i said it allowed them to showcase four different yep. performers they were all very different you know entirely mm-hmm. different styles which was also incredibly you know very impressive um and and i noticed that since they're a a women's wrestling promotion it allows them to showcase those different styles a little bit more because you're not just you know when it's when it's a women's division in like wwe for instance a lot of the like they have two different moves the move sets and then like that's it mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. you know you have like the, the big bulky kind of strong women and then you have like the little high flying women and that's kind of it whereas like with them there was like four distinct styles and and that's tight so if there's mm-hmm. more of that in stardom i'm i'm in
2: yeah, no, and and when I and like I said when I when I suggested the idea of bringing them into like a dominion or to like a G one climax final, I'm not I'm not talking about a new Japan. I don't think we need a new Japan women's division. Oh I just no, think no, no, I no. I straight up believe I just feel like using them the way that New Japan used Ring of Honor. They had a partnership, and yeah. so the Ring of Honor championship was defended at the Tokyo Dome. Stardom has a partnership. Let mm-hmm. them. Let them defend a title or, or whatever. I don't H- know. Help but... them do
4: a, I don't mean, I don't know. This probably, I mean, if it's necessary, yeah. help them do a stardom of America, you know, a stardom, have them hmm. do a, a stardom strong, you know? Makes have them say, bring yeah. stardom over here uh, once travel's a little easier, right? Uh, yeah. Because I think it, not... would, it would go way over here.
2: And it, Slowly but surely, I'm not, because, like, I'm not talking about, you. Uni- I'm not talking about blending the two companies either. No, I feel no, like it's yeah. very, I feel mm-hmm. like it's very important that stardom is allowed to uh, continue the, up the, the, hell of hell of a ride they've been on since they were found because they considering how young the company stardom is, the fact that they've made it to number three already is nuts. Like they have really they have figured out that right blend of rocket fuel to get everyone to uh to where they need to be. And so I, it's like I'm it's it's a very delicate process with these two kind of run these two trains kind of running side by side right now. Sorry, Karen, you, you were trying to jump in. What were you going to say? Oh,
3: yeah, no, my, my only my only other caveat was that um, because many fans, especially newer fans who aren't familiar with Stardom, they should have been included in the press conference because mm-hmm. by then the teams had already been decided and their pre-match uh, video should have had a little, like a, just a quick, like yeah. a conspiracy board explaining the relationship and like how, like, you know, yeah. Mayu, Mayu lost Starlight Kid in a bit and Tam set up Star. Kid. Uh, cosmic angels right underneath Maya's nose and you know Saya used to be in stars but then she got poached by momo who turned on her a little
4: bit of a previously on story so yeah like, Yeah,
3: like, 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 like a quick and dirty 30 second here's here's what's going on here's why this is important here's why these people matter
2: Oh yeah, That's no, I'm, I'm completely with you. I would have loved to see a video package like that, but the triple belt video package was like seven minutes, so they only had so much time that they. they were They didn't
3: able to... need I, a seven-minute triple belt video. I know.
2: <laughs> they could have put I... a whole ass match in there, in that you're time. preaching. Yeah. You're preaching to the. I, I don't the think The opening it was... match I it was, was six minutes. minutes change I, don't this think it was, I don't think it was exactly seven minutes. I am exaggerating for comedic <laughs> effect. Okay. I'm just. I'm just saying they had some long video packages. They can't. They don't have time for everything. Um. But since since we're talking Wrestle Kingdom, and since we're talking about beyond Wrestle Kingdom, the last thing we should bring up is after Kazuchika Okada won the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, and after he thanked the, Shingo Takagi for carrying the title the way he did, and after he asked... Antonio, or well, not really asked, he hoped that Antonio Inoki is in good enough health that in March, when they have the 50th anniversary celebration, Okada can stand side by side with Inoki. After all of that happened, Tetsuya Naito, long, long time rival of Kazuchika Okada, the man who beat Jeff Cobb earlier in the night, Tetsuya Naito showed up to challenge Kazuchika Okada. It's looking like Naito will be the first challenger for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Well, technically, the second challenger for Kazuchika Okada's IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. The first defense was Osprey. I, I I do have to bring up a a good point. Uh, I found this out through Cage Match. Shout out to the folks over at Cage Match. Okada, Naito, are five and five in singles matches they are at a dead heat so i'm assuming this is going to be at the new beginning this is going to that's be another the match. seven
4: minute video package right there this
2: is going <laughs> that's to fine.
3: that's fine this is no. one belt yeah <laughs> it's gonna be 10 no minutes. but that's
2: that's that's what i was trying to say is naito okada fighting over one world title new japan's back baby it's 2018 <laughs> again life is good I I'm I'm. St- what do you? I'm, I want to throw it to John first. What do you think of, of Naito Okada being the the first title feud of the 50th anniversary year?
4: So at when I first heard about the, I mean when he first did it, right? And I heard about, mm-hmm. I didn't know that they were five and five. Okay. So at first I was like, all right. I mean we've seen this. It's exciting because they're great yeah. together. They have <clears throat> incredible chemistry in the ring. I mean fantastic. But I was kind of like, really again? But now that you now that you're saying it's uh kind of like a it could go this, either way now it really well, feels like it matters <laughs> like it's, it really it's, means it's, something to me
2: it's not about this could go either way i well when we get closer to the match i'll say who i, I think is going to win I, I, but i, I guess if it goes either way
4: but no matter which way it goes it's bigger no, than just the title yeah
2: this this is it like this it is feels the longest like,
4: iron man match of all time is what it is yeah.
2: <laughs> this is long-term this,
3: storytelling
2: yeah, this is the yeah. this is the kind of match we keep getting. Every couple of years it seems we get the big Okada Naito match and now this feels like this might be where where the culmination is. I see Marie kind of kind of nodding. What do you what do you think of this this pairing?
1: So, originally I was going to say that um Naito needs to sit his ass home, right? Mm-hmm. But because you said that both Naito and Okada are five and five in I'm singles like,
2: matches, I'm not in going singles to matches, yeah, yeah.
1: I was like, damn okay, maybe I should like hold it back, dial it back a little bit. Only because, right? Um, it should be Tama versus Okada because Tama has that win over Okada in the G1 and that makes him first in line because Naito had to sit out because he messed up his knee. So he has no right to challenge, even though in storytelling and the fairy tale land, that is the 50th anniversary, it makes sense. Mm. But Tama needs to be in that title picture. So when we get to the 50th anniversary of this match, Oh, Tata better win. Uh Naito better sit his ass home. And then Tama better go in and get and get what's rightfully his. I and
2: well and and I, I will add to your point, Marie, because you, you you're saying Naito needs to sit his ass home. Apparently Naito also feels he needs to sit his ass home. He was talking in a, a recent interview about yep. the fact that he's about to hit 40. And when he first started wrestling, he promised himself that forty was when he was going to hang it up, when he was going to retire. His fortieth birthday's in May, so Uh-oh. this would be this would be the place to you know. Th- let's let's be real. If he loses to Okada, at New Beginning, he can finally say that chapter's over. Like like I said, they're five and five now. He can finally say I I tried my best. I I went against him. Or or hell he can say I finally beat Okada and walk off into the sunset uh happy as, as a clam. But yeah, no, Marie, you're not the only one. Uh, Naito apparently also saying, Man, maybe it's time for me to maybe it's time for me to, to, to do as I've been saying and just tranquilo at home for a little bit. I don't know, Karen, what do you what do you think of this, this uh this pairing, this the the it's I don't know I I'm like you I started watching New Japan like full blown in 2016 I've been off and on but that was when I really started and that's also when like the Okada Naito feud I think really takes off bigger than than the early days when it was the, the the Stardust genius that's when you get this uh the 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 Naito we know and love the Okada we know and love so what do you kind of think of the this this feud getting one oh one more one more chapter
3: see. I was lucky enough to be at the Tokyo Dome two years ago to see the Stardust Plex when he won the belts in the Dome and became Mm -hmm. the double champion. And Naito, don't tell Tama, but Naito is also one of my favorites. But it's one of those (laughs) things where we have to think back to the G1 where, you know, he went out in the first night. Mm -hmm. He could have been having a very different picture these last two nights had Naito not been knocked out of the G1. He could have been the one facing Okada. He could have beat Okada because mm-hmm. he was he was in the same block as Ibushi. So we don't know. And it's always that you know Naito's in that he has like this like four year cycle.
0: Yeah. And
3: last year was this four year cycle where the belt oh like it's like he's just going around the sun. His planetary tra- trajectory. The belt was right there, and then his knees gave out. But yep. yeah, he knows he's a workaholic. He knows he's a workaholic. He's got bad knees. He knows they're bad knees. But do I not want to see Okada Naito six or fifteen or whatever? I can't do math right now. It's, I would it's, love to see it.
2: It's Okada Naito X. This is this is the one where they, they they find him in space and and unfreeze him.
3: But it's 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 one of those things where it's it's going to be a guaranteed amazing match.
2: Yes. No. It's, I'm it's, with it,
3: going into the anniversary year. Yeah. Going talking about safe matches and safe, safe setups naito okada guaranteed money
2: absolutely guaranteed no, sellout because I mean, naito
3: is stupidly popular in japan yes yep like when he got injured in the g1 people were selling their tickets like if naito's not here i'm not going to be here no that's not how this works
4: they're going to give him so, money to buy a baseball team just like yeah. he wants
3: but that's yeah, yeah if, he, if you know if this is his one last hurrah sure with our luck he's gonna say i'll take i'll take a couple of months off and then go win the g1 so he can make because you know he's also said he wants to main he's already said yesterday he wants to main event the tokyo dome january 4th 2023 yep. he's already thinking about next year yep so even though we want him to sit his ass home and rest he's not gonna you know he's no. not gonna
2: <laughs> no he's not i and I, that's it's it's wrong to expect that of any wrestler they're they're never go- they're not gonna quit until they want to quit um but no and Marie brought up a very good point about the 50th anniversary kind of being fairy tale land like this is this is kind of the the time when you should be daring to dream I mean hell we're about to get. The pro wrestling Noah uh, versus New Japan show that's going to set up a whole lot of stuff. Hell, last time, last time New Japan sent over a couple, or last time Noah sent over a couple guys to New Japan, Marafuji ended up getting an IWGP Heavyweight Title match. So it's entirely possible we get Okada versus Kaito Kiyomiya, which I know a lot of people want to see. But the way that match is structured, it's also entirely possible that we end up in the fiftieth anniversary year with Kazuchika Okada defending the IWGP title against former IWGP heavyweight champion Keiji Muto. And what would that mean for New Japan's 50th anniversary year? If if, You're fine. If Kazuchika Okada were to face and hell even beat the great Muta, Keiji Muto, one of the, the few legends from that era that, that is available to Okada to because so let's, let's be real. Inoki's not going to come out of retirement to, to face Okada. We're not going to get Okada versus Inoki. Uh, Shinya Hashimoto is dead. There's, there are very few people from the early days of New Japan that Okada could realistically face. And if Muto is still doing the, the, the tour that he's doing, and Noah is willing to work with New Japan the way they've been... I got I I would move heaven and earth to make that match happen. Karen, what were you going to say? Sorry. No,
3: I was trying to figure out oh, sorry, that was my dog. I was, You're good. Shush. Uh I was trying to
2: figure out well. I'll be back. All right. Well, while your your dog is barking, uh is a it's <laughs> it, it, it <laughs> I'm just say I I'm just trying to highlight Marie's point that this is this is the time to dream. We will be do it. We we'll talk about the Noah show after the Noah show. We did we did a big preview uh last week. It's going to be Saturday morning at two, uh, three a.m. Eastern times, I believe, when the the bell time is. It might change between uh, now and then, but that is going to be one hell of a show. Obviously, we have gone very, very long talking about Wrestle Kingdom, but like I said at the beginning, we we do need to talk about a bit of the the news that's been going on. So while we're waiting on Karen, let's do the lightning round. We're gonna we're just gonna <laughs> lightning round all of the. <laughs> I none of it's good news. It's all yeah. horrible. Yeah. Horrible news out of North American wrestling. But let's do the lightning round about the news. Let's uh let's we're, we're doing the lightning round about the news. Let's start uh with the the firings in in NXT or the releases. It's not fire it, it people are gone. People are gone from NXT including William Regal, Road dog Scott Armstrong, uh Timothy Thatcher, Hideki Suzuki, uh uh, 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 one, one second. I had it up here. Uh, Danny Birch, Kathy Carino, who was just signed like a, a, a few months ago. So, uh, I'm going to we'll go around the horn. John NXT has, has been gutted. What, what, what's your take?
4: All right. My take's going to be maybe a little cold, but hit it, it, video, I, guys. go for it. I'm being, I'm being, I'm going to be very Sicilian about this. The thing is they promised a new product. They promised an NXT 2.0 and you yeah. can't do that with the old guard. Because they're gonna sabotage it. Not on. It may not even be on purpose. It's just that it's not their belief system. It's not what they want. It's not what. It's not their product. So they may not. You know. I'm not saying they screwed it up. I'm not saying they were gonna screw it up. I'm just saying if you're creating a new, if you promise a new product, then you have to create a new team. Sometimes, you know, you have to. You have to put that behind it. You have to put action to to your words, to your concept, to your belief. Mm-hmm. And and it's not great that they're doing all these firing. Obviously, Willie Regal is a freaking genius, yep. and 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 uh, you know some of the other guys back there like Scotty Armstrong and all them. I mean, mm-hmm. they've been with the industry a long time, and they've done a lot of great things that you you know most of them invisible to the audience, right? Yeah. Uh, but important, but important work, and I think that you know it just maybe it had to happen. Uh, again, it's cruel. It sucks. Uh, it's business. <laughs> Um, mm. you know, and, and a lot of people complain about the product. They say, you know, oh, there's problems with this problem with that. Uh, Hey, get rid of the old guys, you know, bring some new yeah. blood. And then you get rid of the old guys and then they go,
2: oh, you got rid what? of the old guys. Mm-hmm. How dare you? God, yeah, and yeah. It's yeah. Like, well,
4: well, who do you think was responsible for the same fucking thing that like you complain? Oh, the product is the same all the time. And it's just mm-hmm. same crap over and over again. And it's like, well, yeah, so we got to bring in new blood yep. to, to fix that. And yeah. They they did it on TV. They did it on the product, uh Braun Breaker. Is it break is it going with Breaker or Breaker? I haven't really It's
2: it, Breaker He's like Everybody Breaker. says and, it different, so Yeah, no, he's <laughs> they they cemented it because in his entrance he broke a giant oh, yellow right. X. <laughs> Because they because they because, because like they sent a cold ass message. On yeah. Tuesday they broke the giant yellow X and then on Wednesday they fired most of the people responsible they, for that giant they, yellow X. They so, did all uh, but
4: have him just kick Regal right in the nards on TV. Yeah, like, no, like, it everything was everything but it, that. Yeah.
2: It it like I originally was like, Oh yeah, Braun Breaker breaking stuff, and now I'm watching that twenty four <laughs> hours later, like, Oh, you cold sons of bitches. All right, oh, hey, uh, and Marie and, and,
4: and it's, it's business. Uh, yeah, it is it, it is what
2: it like we said, it is what it it is. uh Marie, your take on the, the, the gutting of NXT, the performance um, center specifically.
1: I don't have too much comment on it. Um, I That's do want to say that William Regal is probably like the most like shocking to me because I thought he would, he would be a lifer. But then again, if you are going to um, create new stars, create larger than life characters that you can actually remember and they're actually different from each other. William Ringo looks at things from a wrestling point of view. Uh, that's why we got most of the guys that were wrestlers and we loved it. You know, the, the black and gold brand, but if you're going to be upgrading to something different with a different um, viewpoint um, and stories, you're going to have to eventually like cut things yeah. out. It's unfortunate, but it has, it has to happen sometimes.
2: Absolutely. And Karen, what do you, what do you think of the the gutting of the performance center?
3: Not surprised. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 it's, it's I, one of those things where it's just like, especially people like Hideki Suzuki, who uprooted his family and moved here, and he's been here less than a year across an ocean. It, yeah, yeah, and now it's not just you know, it's not like you're, you're gonna just like pack up your house and like look for another job. The choice for them now is they've got 30 they're on the clock for 30 days to figure out if they can get find another company that'll sponsor their visas,
0: mm-hmm.
3: or they have to pack everything their, their whole life up figure out how to move out and move back to Japan. Like, it's like, it's not, it's, again, we, we've talked about this, but it's not fair and it's not right.
2: In the middle of a pandemic. Because here's the thing, it would be cold as hell. It's still going on, guys! Yes, because it, be, it would be cold as hell for them to bring people halfway across the world, make them resettle their lives, and then fire them. But then also doing it in a a world that is not making travel the easiest for people. Let's be real, especially international travelers. Uh, I, I just, I feel for everyone. I will bring up one point, though, because uh, I agree with all of you. The one thing no one brought up is... A lot of the people that were released today are backstage people. Like we said, Scott Armstrong, Road Dog, William Regal, people that are there to help structure the 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 behind the scenes of a promotion. And I feel like because of how many WWE releases there have been over the course of the past year, we we it's become like the running comment on this show to be like, "Well, AEW can't hire everyone." That's yeah. true. That's true in front of the camera they only have so much room for talent in front of the camera but from what it sounds like they got plenty of room for people to help them give it a little structure they got plenty of room for people that that might be able to help them you know mold a, a wrestling promotion behind the scenes. They have to
4: admit that they need or want that structure to begin well, no, And,
2: and that's that the tra- moment,
4: because the one person who told them they need structure, they immediately burned. John, knew, exa- John knew
2: exactly where I was going yeah. with this. I want to transition. I'm, I'm telling you, man, yep. you and I, man, we're
4: like connected. No,
2: you know? it, you, you're not wrong, because that's where I was going next on the lightning round. Uh, a, d- former AEW wrestler Big Swole uh, in a, a recent podcast interview brought up some very look I'm gonna be real about this some very gentle points she she had some criticisms for AEW she felt that it needs a little bit more structure backstage she felt that there were some voices that maybe aren't being heard from and and she just didn't feel like the the backstage was able to to be conducive to her mental health conducive to her peace, and to her physical health she has Crohn's disease which I also have it's a it's an illness that can be triggered by stress and so if you're in a stressful situation it has physical Mm -hmm. ramifications on your body uh, and so she she left, she made her opinions known, like I said, in a very gentle way, we should all have someone who can bring up the things we need to fix as gently as Swole did, It would, I think it would make us all better people. But the response to that from Tony Khan was uh, essentially, y- screw you, uh, here's a bunch of people, I, people of color that I know, uh, also, by the way, your wrestling wasn't up to snuff, everyone watch Rampage tonight. Uh, uh, just a bad look all around. Uh, Tony has still not responded uh, in any way, apologized for, for putting Swole on blast like that, despite the fact that it has sent, based on her retweets, some of the worst replies I have ever seen in the history of Twitter and think of what that encompasses, because Twitter is a horrid, horrid place on a good day. Um, but it is, it's, it, it's a bad look, and then you add the fact that there have been a number of talent trying to speak up in place of Tony Khan, being like, well, my experience was great in AEW. I've had a good time. As if that negates what happened, because here's the thing, every single person, whether they be a person of color or not, in AEW could be having a good time. That doesn't negate the fact that something wasn't working for Swole. And that's, I think, where the big conflict is coming from here is people think that because, let's, uh, here's someone who's been very vocal, because Willie Hobbs has had a very, very easy time in AEW, clearly Swole would have, because Swole and Hobbs are the same person. Obviously, they're not. They're different people. Different people have different experiences. Let's go around the horn. John, what'd you think of, uh, I, 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 I'll, I'll save the, the slanderous language and just say his New Year's Eve party tweet. What'd you think of Tony Khan's New Year's Eve party tweet?
4: I'm gonna try to keep my cool because I, I got pretty pissed off in the beginning. I've dealt with toxic managers. I left a dream job myself mm-hmm. um, because of the toxicity. And uh, I've halfway regret it, but mostly don't because at the end of the day, like like Swole said, you got to protect your peace. Yeah. The thing is that Tony Khan also changed the narrative by paraphrasing what she said. Yeah. Because if you actually read the fucking article, sorry again, I'm going to use the f bomb because I'm I'm using Karen's f bomb. Go credits. for it. <laughs> I I appreciate one token. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for letting me use it. She actually
2: she gets extra. She just doesn't use it, so use it away. Every party I found, there's always somebody.
4: There's always somebody who doesn't drink that's willing to give you the drink tickets. Right. Yep. Yeah. Okay. That's Karen.
2: Use use those fuck tickets, baby. Fuck tickets.
4: (laughs) Uh, So so he changed the fucking narrative entirely by saying, um, oh no, oh paraphrasing right? Say, oh Swole says that uh, that we don't put over any any black wrestlers or whatever. That's not what she said. She said yep. that, the, that the representation is, is is not the type of representation they need.
2: Inauthentic was her, she, there was a lack of authenticity, yes. Yes,
4: mm-hmm. right. I shouldn't paraphrase after, after accusing him of paraphrasing, you're right.
2: That's what I'm here for, you're good. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, I, I appreciate you always keeping me honest. Um, and then they prove that by having everybody come out of the woodwork, most of which uh, aren't even black. So, you know, like, like you got Cody. you got cody was retweeting it and mm-hmm. you got uh i think amanda did and then like uh, amanda um huber and then un- unretweeted it which may not seem like a big deal but she does represent the company in, in the public relations kind of department yeah. right? community manager whatever they're calling her and so you know these these are all people it's like well you guys are you guys are kind of proving the point here um and then later brandy cuts that promo that a lot of people found completely awful as far as representation goes
2: right? i hang on i i do need to F- switch the timeline. Yep. the The promo is before the tweet was it prom- okay yes but, the promo because that was, was that was my main point was when tony tweeted i was like well brandy and dan are ah, off the hook now sorry you're right sorry
4: right sorry it's been it's been it's been six no 20- it's,
2: it's been a blur and it's here's has six,
4: 60 days 2022 and, and uh, here's time, the here's so. the thing
2: if, if tony khan had apologized we probably wouldn't still be talking about it but he right. didn't and instead he and just doubled kept down, the conversation going yeah by the like, way
4: by grab by getting the internet hate machine involved by not saying
2: like so this it's it's on him that we're still talking about
4: yeah. it yeah and, and and it's 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 gross to me and also again I, and i just want to say to people if at all you feel misrepresented at work if you ever feel that your manager's being shit to you not everybody can quit their job swole is very lucky to be yep. very good at what she does that she can she can land on her feet i hope right and i i i hope for her the best but You gotta protect your peace. It's like literally the most important thing. I mean, you talk about how Crohn's disease can be flared up by stress. There's other diseases. There's there, you know, it's not a stress is not a joke. You know, it's not it's 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 serious. It's -hmm. like punching yourself in the face every five minutes, you know, kind of damage to your body. So chill, you know, if you speak up if you have to, if you can, if you can't, you know, find ways to protect your peace every day. I need to learn that shit. I get on Twitter and I say all sorts of dumb shit and delete it three minutes later.
2: (laughs) You you delete. That's the thing, John, you delete. There's, there's that second thought. Um, Let's Murray, let's, let's throw it. Let's keep going around the horn. Your thoughts on the, the Tony Khan New Year's Eve tweet.
1: Man. um, I'm still agitated and frustrated and mad about it. Um, Just because like, you know, he tweeted it without a second thought. Without like, hey, how much trouble would this get me into? Or can I reword it to where I can be like, you know, a classy guy? Because he always put this front up that AEW is classy. He's classy. So, you know, he takes the high road. But in this instance, what it told me was that if he was so easily to press tweet that any one of those guys in AEW, even the women, you guys are ex- you guys are expendable. You guys can be dropped at a moment's notice. Once your shininess wears off and he can't play with you anymore in the AEW ring, you're not gonna have a job anymore. And you're gonna have to either call AEW or go to New Japan or something. Like, I don't understand. We've been dragging him for a while for an apology, a simple apology. And it's like, you know, the reason why I'm so upset about it is that you discredit Swole and all of her selflessness. And, you know, after listening to her podcast and listening to everything that she said, there was nothing wrong with anything that she said. She gave her perspective, the bigger picture of what's wrong with AEW. And I've said on my own podcast before that like these women need to like train more get better in the ring so we don't have mistake after mistake after mistake and you know she tried to do all that they gave her a responsibility that should had never been hers because if you really want to be a company and not an llc which you get away with it by the way um you know they need a team to represent their public relations they need a team of writers they need a team for the outreach you shouldn't be having sean dean who's supposed to be a wrestler uh representing this community outreach you know you shouldn't be having these other guys to do stuff that you need a team for. And like, I get so pissed off about it because I love this business and I love Mm -hmm. helping everybody. And I would drop my stuff at a moment's notice if a wrestler needed me to go film something for them. If a wrestler needed me to do ring crew, if someone needs to do ring crew. So I understand where Swole was coming from, but for Tony Khan to do this shit and not like, you know, um, apologize. What kind of man is that? You know, you were raised by a mother, too. Do you disrespect her as well? Like, you know, it's kind of like, of course, you have money. You're rich. You could be like the rich guy and be an asshole. But it takes two seconds to apologize and to be the bigger man. So that way, AEW doesn't have a ruined reputation and all your sponsors are gone. You know, TNT could, like, take away that contract if they wanted to. All we need is an apology. That's it.
2: Yeah. Oh, Damn. Marie brought fire. Marie brought some.
1: I'm all fire fire fire. I want fire up. I want to go kick somebody's yeah. ass. It, it fucking uh, bothers me.
2: Yes. So much. No. I hey, I feel you. But that was uh raise. I raised a red bull to Marie on that one because God damn, that's that's what podcasting is about. Uh, Karen, what do you think of the the Tony Khan New Year's Eve debacle? Uh, Tony
3: Khan has entered that rarefied air where he gets the. Osprey life coach advice (gasps) from Karen Sensei. Oh no. The spicy, the spicy version. Yeah, go for it. Because this whole entire nonsense could have been avoided if he picked up the phone and called her and had a conversation privately, Mm -hmm. like an adult.
2: You know, you know what? I'm gonna
3: a, a drunk frat boy tweeting his ex-girlfriend on new year's eve because he's lonely
2: i'm actually and I'm wanting gonna, attention I'm gonna, I'm gonna tag team with you on this life coach stuff because here's the thing i'm i'm the kind of person who like i don't like to talk on the phone i will talk on the phone i i do it plenty of times but you know there's plenty of us out there who just we we get that phone call and we don't like to talk on the phone he didn't even have to call her twitter has a, a function you see i can message in fact I'm, I'm pretty sure all three of you I messaged on Twitter to be like, hey, can you do the podcast? Yeah. You know, like you can talk to someone in private on Twitter. You don't have to put them on blast like that. And so I just I don't understand why this was the, the thing. And especially because I'm I'm in I'm in media. I'm in the I'm in wrestling journalism. I understand a news cycle. And this was New Year's Eve. Like this, the whole reason Mm -hmm. this the whole reason this quote came out is because Fightful needed content for New Year's Eve, so they were aggregating podcast quotes. They got a great quote with Swole saying some very nice criticism. They they tweeted it out on New Year's Eve because you got to fill up the timeline, yada yada yada. And Tony Khan, I don't look. It's New Year's Eve. It's nighttime. I'm. A, a lot of Twitter was assuming he's on something at this point because of the the way the thing was structured. Uh, Thomas in the, the chat referring to him as Tony Montana. I, I, may, I may have tweeted about a certain ADHD medication. Um, but anyway, we all agreed that he clearly had done a bump, seen this uh, quote and said, oh man, I have to respond to that. I need to respond to it now. When here's the thing, on New Year's Eve, that quote would have been dead by morning because no one's actually reading news. No one's reading the news on New Year's Eve. We're all going to parties. We're all hanging out. We're off our phones talking to people, Tony. Or we're That's asleep. What we're, or we're asleep. <laughs> Watching like
4: Zone Marathon.
2: What yeah. I'm saying is, is even someone who works in wrestling journalism, we sometimes have better things to do than read wrestling news. But apparently Tony Khan decided to, instead of letting this die on the vine like it would have, light the entire orchard on fire with a bottle of gasoline and a butane torch. And here we are, damn near a week later, waiting for an apology, going, what the fuck, Tony? Uh, mm-hmm. Like, it, just, it It was... I,
4: I screenshot it in case it was going to get deleted, and then
2: it never oh, yeah, got deleted. To, <laughs> he never, no, it's still, it's still up there. Like, <laughs> yeah. a, a, there's the fact that he made the grievous mistake of listing all of the people of color that he's put out like never here's i'm just gonna give a list i'm just gonna give a tip to anyone if you are ever accused of any kind of racist behavior and your first idea is i am gonna make a list of all of the people of color just stop you're you've already you're already already making the wrong move you're already making the wrong move so to then go from the list of people of color to then say, Swole, you can't wrestle, despite the fact that you're on the record in March of the same year saying, I think Swole's a great wrestler. She's mm-hmm. fantastic. She's one of my favorites. And then to have the gall to make it a promotional tweet for that night's rampage so that now four of the women you listed can't even promote their match because oh, well, it's the well has been poisoned. Just, I, this is everything a promoter isn't supposed to do. This is everything the president of a company isn't supposed to do. Literally this anybody. This is any, yeah. this is something a rational person, a, not even in the wrestling business, just a rational person shouldn't be doing. And
4: you prove the point that the person made, which is wild. Yeah. And a person of color, a friend of, a friend of mine who, who happens to be, I'm not going to say like, I have a black friend that obviously that's what we're talking about not doing. No, but, but, but they one them. time used the phrase to me. They said, don't ever use me as a human shield. And, yeah and to defend yourself mm-hmm. because i'm more than that because i was i wasn't being accused of doing something racist but i said well you know i have a friend it." i'm like don't ever no. like they pulled me aside we were at work or whatever and they're like don't yeah. ever don't don't ever do that i am no. not a human shield and i was like oh shit i never thought of it that way I'm and i'm
2: sorry. sure and i'm sure they'd be very grateful for you to passing that uh that advice along to the rest of Life our, coach, our listeners man. people should be exactly. listening to this shit right and taking fucking notes karen jump on in
3: there, there was um it was a, I can't remember name, which talk host it was, but there was a late night talk host that said, Before you say something or respond to any situation, especially on social media, you ask yourself, Does this need to be said? Yeah. <laughs> does, does this need to be said by me? Does this need to be said by me right now? If the answer is no to any of these three things, don't say it. Yeah. Just, just don't. Just, just stop. Take the time. Think about it depending on what your recreation habits are at that point in time. Sober up if necessary. And one, think about the other person. Is it constructive criticism, legitimate constructive criticism Mm -hmm. or an attack? What she said was legitimate criticism about a valid experience she had as a wrestler in that company using the PR system of a company and her peers to invalidate her experiences that's that's just dirty business man that's not cool that's not how you you can't conduct yourself pardon my language like a trash indie and expect to be treated like a top-tier promotion Mm -hmm.
2: yeah no it's it's just it it's bush league and like i i don't know i look I, I am I'm
1: a, on this
2: all day too you guys right yeah'm <laughs> I, I, I I'm, I'm gonna I'm going I'm gonna leave it here because I feel like Karen brings up a lot of good points that he people does. can take into 2022 and beyond that look, think before you speak, think before you tweet and just think in general my my last point on this is I whether it's Tony Khan. Whether it's Elon Musk, whether it's anyone of a certain wealth level who decides that they are still they still need to be liked on social media, I don't get it. If I had yeah. if I had one billion dollars, let alone multiple billions of dollars, I would pay someone to make sure I never had to look at Twitter myself ever again. <laughs> but some of these folks are apparently just they 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 need it. They need the memes, they need the likes, they need to post. Tony Khan was a DVDR poster before he was a wrestling promoter before he was uh, you know involved in the Jacksonville Jaguars before he ran Fulham. This is a man with a poster's heart, and sometimes you just need to not post folks. Sometimes you don't sometimes you just don't have to post. Take that into 2022. I thank you all for listening to this supersized edition of Thomas Island. We will be back next week. We will be talking pro wrestling. No, we will be talking all of the craziness that's going on in the world of wrestling. Before we go, Karen, where can people find you online if you want them to find you?
3: You can find me at Hey Karen Sensei on Twitch, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find my stardom coverage on Post Wrestling. And if you happen to watch the stardom match with the English commentary, you might hear a little bit of a shout out for me today. So. You're up. Follow me if you like, but please no reply guys. Cause I don't take that stuff lightly.
2: Thank oh yeah, you. absolutely. No reply guys, but yeah, head on over to her Twitter, her Twitch and shout out to the gut folks over at post wrestling. They do great work. Uh, Murray, where can people find you if you want them to find you?
1: All right. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Marie underscore shadows. And if you want me to go in depth about Tony Khan and why he should apologize and all of my points, cause it's probably going to be like a two hour podcast on my own. Um, you can head over to anchor.fm forward slash square circle podcast or over to the YouTube side to watch it live as I like go off the rails with it. Um, because women in general and women's wrestling should not be invalidated like that at all. Um, and then one last thing too, head over to my Ko-Fi or Kofi page. I just made it www.ko-fi.com forward slash Marie underscore shadows for commissions shop. I have wrestling bingo cards over there. And then just to give me a hug if you want to <laughs>
2: hell yeah and yeah i'm i'm looking i'm looking forward to the extended edition of the fire that you spit there uh at the end uh this was i i i i had a feeling you would have something good to say about this. i wish i wish i could be like oh yeah i brought you on specifically to say that i had i planned this all along nope just a real real happy well, accident well,
1: well to be but, honest if we, if we didn't get to the tk thing i was really gonna message yeah. you and be like yo can i be on next week like yeah. I have so much stuff to say about it. No, I, yeah. I, I, I hope
2: this is sorted out by next week. Uh, I I do too, but I, I if he hasn't apologized by now, I can't yeah. imagine. Here's pretty, the thing:
4: it's, it's pretty clear he got the advice to shut the fuck up, and he yeah. took it seriously. I think.
2: <laughs> it's, but he, yeah. Well, no, he didn't. He's still tweeting. He's tweeting through. Him. Oh no, then about not,
4: the situation. I mean, yeah, oh, I no, uh,
2: yeah. Somebody told but, him
4: leave it alone. But no, because. I, I do moves, think but... that
2: now now if he apologizes, it's only going to get worse. Uh, John, where, where can people find you if you want them to find you?
4: Don't ever find me. I'm sorry. I was because Thomas not here. <laughs> yes. I thought I would. No, uh, let's see. Uh, you guys come over to uh, linkstreet.com slash John Sebastian. You can also find me on Twitter. Come see what I've tweeted and deleted uh, over at, uh, <laughs> at John Sebastian, J-O-H-N-S-E-B-A-S-T-I-A-N. Unlike some people, uh, I know see, when I've done d- fucked up.
2: Are you, are you Jabuki now? Do you have a, a deleted <laughs> tweets account?
4: oh yeah no i should you know what i should you know what i will pay somebody five dollars a month to screenshot all of my tweets for accountability purposes uh, <laughs> so hit me up if you're looking for that job five dollars a month uh come see me let's do it
2: he's he's got the he like you said hit up that link tree if you think you might be able to help john out with that <laughs> uh since Thomas not here i'll i'll run down the list for him at the good bad guy toma Tonga on instagram at toma underscore tonga on Twitter at Thomas Island uh for all of your podcasting needs. And if you need to find me, I'm at Ross W. Berman IV on Twitter, Ross Berman IV on Instagram, and I'm over at Ross for all of your Folk City hustler needs. Again, thank you for joining us for this supersized edition of Thomas Island. I know we I know we probably talked your ear off, but we'll be back next week to talk more at you. Until then please enjoy yourselves, enjoy your week, and most importantly, take care of yourselves.
1: Thank you for listening to this week's Thomas Island. Find more great Thomas Island content like the Shotgun series, weekly happy hour Zoom calls with Tama, video versions of the
0: podcast, and much, much more at patreon.com forward slash Thomas Island. And visit at Thomas Island on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you.